Hi, just for explanation, this episode was a continuation of a conversation that was in the last episode, but the tone took a much lighter tone from here on out, so I wanted to break them up because the first part's kind of somber, but important stuff is being said, and the second part, a little lighter and some, well, honestly, we're kind of all over the place. So, hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening. Hey guys, uh, we, we uh, took a, a little break because I had a text message I needed to respond to because we're setting up a little uh, adult comedy night, like we talked comedy about. Comedy night, yeah, on Thursday, and, and Candace and her husband are going to come with us too, so that's why we took a break, and now we're back, Yeah. but uh, Scott wanted to Refi- tell Refilled some, coffee and drinks and all. And we're going to switch topics, but as an intro to the topic... Uh, a segue, I guess. A segue, You, you guys yes. get more me, which is what you miss every day, <laughs> apparently. Okay. I can't get enough. Oh, really? There's only one person who feels that way. And uh, either way, uh, yeah. So we went out there, and I we told BJ uh, she was happy and all. And we were they're watching a uh, uh, Eureka, mm-hmm. and there's a, a B level actor, you know, B B list actor kind of yeah. guy, probably on his way up in his career. But he's making himself look like, say, Ricky Schroeder or uh, or uh, what's a Matt Damon. Matt Damon, right? Yes. I was like, he's he's got a look that he's trying to be these other guys to present himself to move his career. Right. When you try to be someone else, you'll never get there. Period. Right. But so I don't feel like it's wrong to make a joke, and so we were we were DJ and I were kind of joking about it, and uh, and she said he was like a generic, um, a generic a generic Matt, Matt Damon. Damon, and or no, Chris said he's a generic Matt Damon. Yeah. And then DJ and I were both hunting for the exact same thing. Uh-huh. And we both came, she came up with it first, but it was great value, Matt Damon. And then yeah. we were like mainstays Matt Damon. Yeah. It's like, it's okay to make fun of someone for being inauthentic. I don't feel like that's a bad thing. You're not making fun of the person because they're not the, the character they're playing. Right. I don't think there's anything wrong with making a joke that doesn't hurt the person because it's not the person you're making fun of anyway. Yeah. So anyway, there's that. Uh, but the, the segue on that was happiness somehow, right? Oh, because, oh, I was going to say, she's psychic. Like the way it came about, mm-hmm. I, I explained it in a more mundane way. But it's literally like the thing we were looking for. She got it the same moment because she got there faster because she looked in the same direction. Yeah. And saw it first. So she's really psychic, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But you won't see stuff like that if you're not willing to accept some pain. Because, like, there's that saying. This is the part that lynches. Linchpins are mm-hmm. segue. Uh, there's a saying that, you know, uh, the cracks are where the light gets in. And the light is anything, really, information, even. And if you're cracked, you tend to see things more. Than other people are willing to. Yeah. But you'll never get cracked if all you ever want in the world is happiness. Because you're going to keep your head in the sand and safe. You're going to stay in preschool yeah. of life and safe. And you'll never learn a damn thing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's cult of happiness. Do you want to talk more about that, hopefully? Because well, I... There's a video I, I posted on uh, Facebook. Yeah, it was a TED someone's... Talk about escaping the cult of happiness. Yeah. And... Uh, this notion that we are owed happiness in well, life. Well, not only that, is that all you can portray is happiness. 
That's poor. Yeah, that's the other and, side of that coin. And and you know. Everyone else is lying to themselves about how how happy they are. So yeah. You can't tell them anything that contradicts their view of life. Like if you had some serious trauma and you want to be a friend with somebody, then you yeah. can know about that. If right. like we're in a certain situation, you can't count on me in that, and you yeah. can know why. Yeah. And, and and it's 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 really about you know you can't <coughs> truly be happy if you can't be real and authentic, right? With yourself and with those around you. Plastered smiles are fake. Fake yeah. smiles. Yeah, and that's not happiness. That's not. That's no, but people call it happiness. Yeah. They're like, if nothing bad happens to me today, that's happy. Mm-hmm. That's not true. It just means you you didn't notice whatever might be going on in the background that's happening yeah. three days from now because yeah. you weren't paying attention. And and uh. Like bills not paid or something. Well, well, and and the thing is, it's like if all if you if you live in that gray, <coughs> gray existence and you never experience those lows, you don't ever appreciate the highs. And you never really get the highs. Yeah. Because you have to stand on the knowledge that you gain in the lows. Yeah. You look at it like adventure, D and D adventure. You tell certain people certain things, right? I, I talked to a mm-hmm. teenager about this kind of thing recently. Mm-hmm. Everything that happens to you is a chance to get some treasure. Yeah. And you can take that and use it for the future. And if you don't go on the adventure and you have to face the future anyway, you won't be ready. Yeah. And and I know people have have I know people have asked me why I have such a positive attitude most of the time. And I mean that's part. It's like, yeah, stuff sucks. You know, but. Looking at it, it's like, okay, this is a new adventure. And, you know, even, I remember when I was, I was driving, it was me and the kids, and we were driving over, when was it, Fourth of July weekend. We were driving from here in South Carolina up to upstate New York, and it was a Friday, and we got into Virginia, and we were uh accordioned essentially on the highway on on 81 in Virginia. So you were hitting front and back? Yeah, it, it was like there was an accident up ahead and there was stop traffic and I had essentially stopped behind a pickup truck that had a trailer hitch and the lady behind me was on her cell phone and wasn't paying attention and smashed into the back of me and pushed me into the truck in front of me. And you know, it was, it was, it, the kids were scared, but everybody was okay, but my radiator was cracked, so I couldn't go any further, and it was, uh, on a, it was the Friday of 4th of July weekend, so we, and it's like 5 in the afternoon, and, and so, you know, we, we get our vehicles over to the side, and the, you know, cops come and everything, and me and the kids all pile into this tow truck, over to the uh, a body shop, and we're like, and I'm like, okay, now what? And well, there's there was a hotel like uh, I don't know a quarter of a mile down the road, so I'm like, all right, kids, let's grab your bags. We're going on an adventure, you know. And, and you I were fra- faking it at the time. Were you? Huh? Were you faking it all on the time for their sake? Um. Well, I did. I, not really. You just decided that was your position on the subject. Yeah, and I'm like, okay. And it worked fine, right? Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's like if you ask my kids, they have stories that they will tell. It's like, and, I, and I, I've told them this. It's like, you know, just call it an adventure with mom, you know. I mean, every, and we've we've been ca- caught in a blizzard before, and 
and whatnot. So I, you know, we got to the hotel. I ordered pizza. I started calling around to rental places. Nobody had a vehicle. Uh, you know, somebody had a cargo van. I'm like, no, that's not going to work. Right. And um, the enterprise people are like, well, if we get anything in in the morning, I'll call you. And I'm like, great. And they ended up calling me. And so I ended up with a Dodge Charger. You guys probably ordered dinner that night too, right? Like, yeah, we, we ordered we went pizza. And just said we're going to have a great time tonight no matter what. Yep. And we had fun in the hotel room. And, and in the morning, the enterprise people brought me up dropped off a Dodge Charger for me and that's what I drove the rest of the way up to New York and we had a we had a great time and the kids had a blast in this little sports car, you know, squeezed in in the back, but yeah. it was an adventure. And and when stuff like that <coughs> happens, that's kind of how I've also I I've always tried to approach it because it, You're dealing with the facts, the, the the lay of the land no matter what you do. Yeah. You can pretend there's not a boulder rolling towards your head. Mm -hmm. But it's not gonna change anything. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like, what do we do about it? And how do we get a story out of it? Or yeah. how do we get some learning out of it? Yeah. Or yeah. fun, whatever. Yeah, so, so yeah, my kids have several adventures with mom stories. And, uh... <laughs> but, you know, it's like another person would have had a complete meltdown on the road and, and it had been, you and know... You just got to think a little ahead of that moment where you might have a meltdown. Yeah. There, there are times, I get oh, that. Yeah. There, there, you have a choice. There's a moment where you always have a choice. You get a moment of clarity before you panic. That's yeah. your choice. Yeah. That's your chance to say, I'm going to decide this is an adventure instead of a nightmare. Yeah. And and if it's a nightmare, you're ruining it for your kids. You're making them have nightmares too. Yeah. Uh, it's dumb. It's a dumb way to go. Mm -hmm. It's a dumb way to go. But it's, it's, a it's, it's a very it's a very human way to react too. Of course. But I think that that's part of the reason why I am as resilient as I am because at some point during my adult life, that's what I decided to do, is when I had those crises come up, I look at it as like, okay, here's a new opportunity, here's a new adventure. Everything's an opportunity. That. Yeah. In fact, I think, okay, so uh, I was watching a bunch of TED Talks, I did not post all of them. <laughs> but I was, last night, I was trying to finish uh, a paragraph of my book to kind of make it okay. Yeah. Like, I was really just weaving in a bit mm -hmm. to make one character have a personality that it was expressed, it wasn't just in my head. Give her a little bit, because she was yeah. The, yeah. the, the story and I wanted to at least explain who she was yeah so I was trying to figure out how to do that right and so I watched a bunch of TED Talks just because it was procrastinating I got it done mm -hmm. but um, but uh, one of the things they were talking about was um, luck making your own luck there's uh -huh. two ways to look at luck bad luck and good luck right right bad luck is usually the result of unnecessary risk but sometimes just whatever mm -hmm. but Say the risk that can be avoided, you can avoid to increase your good luck, essentially. Mm -hmm. And one of the things they said is that, um, and believe me, I wish I could give credit right now, but I can't remember the name of the thing, but the guy who said it in, mm -hmm. the, in the video. But he said that he did a study of himself, because he lived in a place in, uh, in India or, or one of the territories, like one of the islands off India, mm -hmm. where there's no chance out unless you're just a huge dreamer who doesn't believe in, in, in bad stuff, in a way. Yeah. You have to kind of get past it. So he started analyzing his own luck, and he said, okay, well, it turns out that when I have bad luck, it's usually the cause, caused by an unnecessary risk. Mm -hmm. You always have to take risks to have an opportunity. Right. Right? So yeah. you go out and you drive and you have a car breakdown. That's a risk. That's something yeah. good can happen. Yeah. Uh, so he said, we're always taking risks increases luck altogether, good and bad, 50-50 roughly. Okay. But the types of risks that tend to lead to bad luck are the ones that only serve yourself. Okay. In other words, when you if uh, say a, a jerk is within a relationship and they're like, well, I'm, I'm I'm in love, but I'm not feeling what I need, 
So I'm going to go cheap. Yeah. Selfish. Yeah. Unnecessary risk. It could ruin your whole life. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but then someone says, well, I'm going to start a business. And he said that he actually did that. He worked with, a, he was with a guy and they talked about starting a business. Mm -hmm. And the guy said, no, I'm just going to go work for this bigger company and work my way up. Mm -hmm. And he started to. This other guy was failing and failing and failing, but still moving forward. Mm -hmm. And eventually this other guy was up for the big promotion. Yeah. Uh, where essentially he'd, be, he'd, be, he'd kind of be set. Mm -hmm. But that's the test level at that company where, like, if you don't make it past there and they don't want you up there, yeah. you're fired. Oh. And that's what happened. Oh, wow. He got fired from an Indian company. Uh -huh. They just they weren't ready to have him up there. Yeah. You know? And he lost everything that he had done, and uh -huh. he was pretty much blacklisted in a way because oh. inside secrets for the company showed uh -huh. that. Yeah. So he couldn't work anywhere else. He was ruined. He had to start a new career. Oh. This other guy, though, had been doing his own independent company, and that's when he started to hit. Mm -hmm. About the same time, the other guy got the opportunity to move upstairs. Wow. Because he took a bigger risk and he took more challenges on. Mm -hmm. And they were for serving his family. He made sure they he made sure they ate. I don't think he's living with his, uh, he doesn't have any kids or anything. He lives with parents. Or he takes care of his parents as he do in yeah. India. Yeah. <clears throat> it's kind of interesting. It's like you can take good risks and bad. And he said that statistically, based on his own study at least, and, mm -hmm. and on you know, talking to people who seem the same way. Yeah. The more you do for others, it's almost like the universe responds better to you. Yeah. And so you get better luck. Yeah. If you do it only for yourself, you're screwed. Yeah. You'll always, it'll always be a harder road. Yeah. So, that was a bit on that. That's all I have on that. I'm sorry. No, that, that's fine. A longer thing. Well, a longer uh, thing. well and the, uh, back to the, the happiness thing, the, the woman who was doing the talk was talking about apparently she had grown up in a pretty abusive environment and what kind of keyed her into the insight she had was that she was listening to a radio show and a guy was talking about overcoming his fear of water because he had been bullied as a child and had and almost drowned due to the bullies somehow oh i heard about this oh in the video yeah yeah <laughs> yeah right, never mind yeah and yeah. she she was like she was like bullying's not that bad because she'd been through horror horror yeah. and 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 the person she was with she's like because they were they were the the host of the show was or the the person on the show was you know congratulating the guy for overcoming his fear right. overcoming uh, childhood trauma and oh. and learning to swim when yeah. in his thirties you know and and. And she she was like that, that's not that big a deal you know blah 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 and her her friend was like you're a horrible person yeah <laughs> and, and that and that got her to really thinking about um, how her attitude was affecting her her own happiness and and, and that pretending that things are okay when you're not dealing with whatever trauma you have doesn't serve you in the long run. And that, to me, kind of segues into some of the family issues that I have. The video is called The Cult of Happiness. This, yeah. this video on, on yeah. it's a TED Talk. Yeah. But go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Um, was, you know, uh, I had several people in my family like who... Like leaving the cult of happiness or something. Yeah. Yeah. Who... If if there's a negative emotion going on, they're upset over something, they pop a pill. Oh, yeah. Because it's like it's like not 
Or they down a drink. People or, do this. Maybe yeah, or family, down a drink. Yeah. Other families. My family does the downing a drink and popping pills and yeah. smoking whatever and. Yeah, to to cover up the the, the feeling. negative feeling. Yeah. And it's like okay, it, to certain it like when when Ken died, it's like I I'm not gonna lie, my my two best friends at the time kept my wine glass full for probably two weeks because it was so traumatizing and so hard i needed space a to little let it space from that yeah to just kind of get through but i couldn't stay there yeah. but and another example is when my my um because you know what i did feel bad about about that i was angry i was upset i was you know, I went through all the stages of grief, you know, and I had to go through all that. And I'm still, I still have days. You know, Kim's birthday was just recent. recent. And, and, you know, I was, I was a little down that day. There's and, a certain, yeah. I, I didn't remember that it was that day, to be honest. Yeah. I don't memorize per, per no, that's days fine. like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I could tell there's a certain uh, emotion that you get. And yeah. And if you feel it, I know that I'm, I'd rather let, let you handle it because. Yeah. Me adding to it is not going to contribute. Right. It's going to it's going to be a, make it about me or something or about us. Yeah. And you have to process them. Yeah. So I we, we were kind of apart for a few days in a way. Yeah, not, and I mean you, know, you you I mean you, and your dad's birthday is right after. Right Kim's a, birthday. day after. So yeah. or two days I, two after. Two days after. Yeah. yeah. So you were going through similar things. Um, and yeah. Yeah. It was just a bunch of stuff. So yeah, we we kind of separated out a little. With I mean we were she was at one end of the house in their office and we'd see each other a lot and hug yeah. each other. But it was like uh, uh, we were spending all of our time kind of working on, on our individual projects, but yeah. sideways, also thinking about yeah our stuff. Yeah, and and we needed to do that, and, okay. and that's okay. That and that, and that like when uh, to me the the biggest time I realized this was when um, I had I had that dog, Boomer, who was a sweet 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 dog. But he was a pit bull, and he was like twice the size of your average pit bull. <laughs> he was huge. So like Candace's dog size, almost. Yeah, I mean yeah. he was big. Yeah. And and um, sweet. And if it if it'd been just me as a single, as a like single person, Marmaduke almost. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. But pit pit bull, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> if it'd been just me and the dog, I probably could have handled it. But I had three small kids at the time. And he would knock the kids over. He was constantly tearing stuff up, and I his couldn't. Keep, two-year-old dog, but it's too big. I, yeah, I couldn't keep him in the yard. He would. I, I had a six-foot fence, and he would jump over the fence and start chasing neighbors' dogs. And and you know, I put him. I tried putting him on a chain. He broke the chain. I, I you know, I mean, I was like, I was like, I, I could not handle this dog. And I, I didn't really want the dog, but the, my, my. My brother at the time thought that this would like solve my life or something, and he kept bringing puppies over to my house, and you I was like, finally, 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 I was like, after the last one, I'm like, oh, fine, I'll keep the dog, you know. Yeah. But um, so this particular Saturday, my dad was down visiting, and I got woken up at 5:30 in the morning <coughs> with a police officer at my door and my dog. Yeah. Because he had broken the chain again and jumped over the fence. And chase somebody. He never hurt anybody. He never bit anybody. Nothing like that. But he was scary. <laughs> and the police officer informed me if he ever got out again that I'd be getting, you know, a, you know, 
a, 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 a big fine for having a, an aggressive animal or something like that. And and I'm like, great, you know. Okay, not a great way to start on Saturday morning, right? Right. And so yeah. I was not in the best mood that day. I called my brother up and I said, look, I was like, I can't keep this dog. And I'm like, do you know anybody who could take him? And, and you know, I was upset for a, a good part of the day. Well, my, my brother at the time started pestering my dad, who was a doctor, to write me a Valium prescription because I was upset. And I'm like, and, and he kept pressuring me to insist that I get this prescription. Because. No, well, I know there are other yeah, reasons. Yeah, yeah, we won't get to that. But, but the fact is, I'm like, you realize you're actually making me more upset. Am I not allowed to be upset over this situation? This is an upsetting situation. This is you know? what makes me think the other thing's the primary reason. Yeah. He would want you upset, so you would submit. So that he can get access to your prescription. And, and well, and and because your dad wouldn't give it to him. Well, no, and 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 after after he, my brother left, you know, my dad looked at me. He's like, "Do you think you need that?" I'm like, "No." I think this is a legitimate reason to be upset. We need to feel that. Yeah. Oh, so so can I can I talk about the the, the other side, the side that I think she emphasized? Um, okay. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, she yeah. She was talking about this part too. Yeah. But uh, from the other side, the people who have the trauma that, that you can't talk about, yeah. the type is so horrible that it stops anything, and yeah. people feel like miserable about it, and they're like, I don't know what to do, that's awkward. Yeah. You're awkward. It's like, no, dude, I was just explaining myself for a minute, I thought you were my friend. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, that that's the thing. People don't want to look at that terrible stuff. Yeah. And so they accept something like, uh, she was upset. That he got praised for having trauma over swimming for some kid that bullied him. Right. And then he overcame that. And that's yeah. a big triumph. That's, a, yeah. that's the most triumph we're allowed. Yeah. You know, the second you have a situation where you probably should have died and you lived. Yeah. You, or you were abused for years. Yeah. And you survived and came out not a killer or something. Yeah. You know? um, no one wants to hear that because they don't want to look at that because the, there's acceptable uh, band of happiness. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, it's acceptable band of, of trauma. Uh -huh. And honestly, they feel better when they're like, well, you learned to swim. I feel good for you, bro. Yeah. Uh, instead of like, oh, well, you, uh, you're standing, you know? Yeah. It's, it's different. It's harder. People don't want to see that. And unfortunately, you can never truly be happy unless you face all of reality. Yeah. But you don't have to face everyone's reality. True. Right. Sometimes people don't need to carry the other person's burden. They've got their own. Right. But there are times when you're in a moment and they share something like I just I was bullied and I learned to swim and it was uh -huh. the biggest moment in my life. Yeah. You're like, okay, cool. I'm not topping you. I'm not trying to do that. Yeah. But here's my moment that feels like what you're talking about. Yeah. And so you say something and they're like, oh shit. And they're they're done. Yeah. You know, it's like ah. It, so she was resenting her lifetime of experiencing that and she took it out on the one guy. Yeah. Who she didn't know. Right. And she had to examine herself on that. Yeah. And and uh, I think a a lot of and it's never a competition of trauma, by and, the way. And that, that's what I was going to say, yeah. is, is that, uh, that is something we have to keep in mind. It's like, it's not a competition. Hmm. It's like everybody has their own their own baggage, their own trauma, their own things that they have to work through and go through. And, okay, maybe in the uh, empirical way of looking at something, so one trauma may be comparatively worse in a way, but yeah. the emotional impact. Subjective is all that matters on that. Yeah, yeah. Your subjective experience. If you've yeah. been through a lot of trauma, you've seen terrible things, mm -hmm. 
your day is ruined just as much by, say, your mother beating the crap out of you when you're little. Yeah. As another kid who, like, got a bad grade or the teacher uh, gave them a bad grade even though they, the teacher was wrong. Right. And it ruined their whole thing and they were feeling like shit. Yeah. It felt just as much like shit because the kid who, who had his mother beat the shit out of him probably had a lot more happening before that. Yeah. So that day is equal in a sense. Yeah. Emotionally. It could be. It could be. You know? Yeah. So it's never about who got it worse, who got it better. It's just about like, she was saying that uh, instead of a cult of happiness, do a cult of compassion. Yeah. Where you're able to tolerate a fact. Like you, you work on the fact that if you can't handle your best friend telling you something, say, or a close friend telling you yeah. something, that's not really their fault. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, the friend has a lifetime of conditioning to know that you don't overload people with that. Yeah. You only tell the people who are so close that you feel like you could trust them with anything. Like yeah. everybody who's listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Love you. <laughs> We're getting sponsors. Buy everything they sell. <laughs> no. But, you know, it's, at a certain point, it's like, if people aren't going to listen to you in daily life, yeah. They're not going to treat you like a person, and they're going to pretend that you're just, oh, you're that guy I see around with, you wear the hat, don't you? Mm-hmm. You know, that's all they think about you. Yeah. You know? Oh, you're a guy with a hat. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter almost what we say. People will self-select to listen, and if they choose to listen, great. If they mm-hmm. don't, great, but we're getting it out, and the whole house has been warmer since we had that other podcast. Yeah. yeah. We're all talking again. Yeah, and, 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 and that's. That's so much the point is that communication is like fear is useless in in that communication. Well, I mean, my my favorite Bible verse that has been for years and all this will be is the truth will set you free. Mm -hmm. And when you start speaking truths about what happened to you or Mm -hmm. how you feel about things, you know, regardless of you know what you are scared of other people thinking about you, um. It, it's irrelevant. It, it is irrelevant, yeah. but but I mean, we spend so much time in fear. Like, well, with, I mean, like, there's such a stigma with mental illness, you know? It, it's like it's hard to talk about those things without being afraid of somebody judging you or thinking you're a psycho killer. Or because something. people are afraid of the unseen. Yeah. All the unseen. Every yeah. fear is based on what you don't know. Right. The fact is, though, if people would stick their heads up in the air and look around, they would see the world. Yeah. And that's the thing that bothers me is, like, they choose to keep their head down, and then they, they get afraid of you when you're just standing next to them. Yeah. Standing at your full height. I talked to my brother about this. Like yeah. You're, you're looking at the mud, worm's eye view of life. Yeah. And you're mad at me because I stood up faster than you, but you're just as tall as me and you won't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like you're, an, you're, being a, uh, you're being wrong. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. You can stand up as much as me, and you don't have to be jealous of me standing up before you. Yeah. You know, it's, he's helping me not, up a lot in my it, life. It's not a competition. Yeah. He gets mad at me for, uh, like, he wanted me to always stand up for myself and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And then when I tell him what I learned by doing that, yeah, he's like, you think you're so, I'm like, dude, <laughs> what? I thought you said you wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because he's mad at himself for, for his own way of doing it. He, he decided to lay down because so he's like, well, everyone else lays down. I'll do it. Well, uh, it, it, it's like, um, it, it, Especially when you make a positive change in your life, and I mean, it, it could be like what you've done, or it could be anything, uh, uh, losing a bunch of weight, yeah, or it could be anything. There's always these people who are going to come out <coughs> and are going to attack you for changing. It's, it's people who look at the world as a reflection on them, yes, 
That's yeah. the wrong part of life. You can't yeah. do that. You're a reflection on the world in a way. Yeah. Like you're, it, it's not even that. It's yeah. somewhere between. Yeah. It's like, oh, you were my fat friend and look at how awesome I am right. for having a fat friend. I was such friend. a good person to I'm have you as my I'm such a good person, but uh, now <laughs> that you've lost weight and you're I'm actually like, hotter than I am, uh -huh. uh, it's like there's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know what, I, uh, you don't fit my story anymore, I'm going to write you off my show. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I make a lot of media jokes with this podcast, because, oh, like, God. the fact that we're doing a podcast would seem to think that we thought we were important, but we, we don't, do no, we? No, we're, we're nobody. We're nobody, but we'll always be nobody, and that's a better better way to live. Yeah. It's like, if we make something for the sake of making it, mm -hmm. that's more fun, and I post the other video about that. Yeah. It's like, uh, anyone who wants to make something for approval is going to fail. You'll yeah. never get any good if you care about why you're making it for others. Yeah. In a sense, though. I mean, yeah. you do everything for others to make it work. Yeah. Like, but the way I do it is I say, well, there's someone out there who's dealing with what I don't work. Exactly. That's the others. It's exactly. not everybody. It's not like Instagram, like, pictures of, like, look at our thing, you know. Yeah. Who yeah. gives a shit? And, and post a bunch of selfies with the right. fish lips and whatever. That's why I went on this terror right before New Year's, because it's a great time to do it. Report 2020. <laughs> I've seen clearly... Theory, theoretically, uh, uh, why don't we just fire all our, our frenemies quick, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you can do that now too, it's a little late, you fucked up, but <laughs> do it, uh, fire your frenemies as quick as possible, and then anybody who's still there either is just so obsessed with you, or they're cool, <laughs> but there's at least a, actually probably a 33% chance that they're cool, you know what I mean? Yeah. Other people just want to see the train wreck, and that's fine, but they, they're not going to find a train wreck, and they're going to be pissed. It's yeah, crazy. well, and, and it's funny, you know? it, and I know we talked in previous shows, it's like when you make, when 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 either you make a, a serious change like that, or you have a circumstance. Your hair. Yeah, I'm sorry. I it's was like, fine, it's very interesting. I, I, I was putting my hair up on a ponytail. She's doing a ponytail, but hanging over her head. She yeah. looks like, uh, I don't know, Bender, uh, Justin Bieber. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay, she's good. Right. I'm sorry, but but uh, th those moments when you um, <laughs> just a Bieber and a Bender. When when you've either made a, a a serious change in your life to improve yourself, or you have a circumstance that comes up that changes your life from external things. Right. It's like that's. I mean, it is. It's when you find out who your friends are, your right. real friends. People hit the lottery. Oh, usually yeah. lose their families. Yeah. In some way. They lose a lot of their family. They find the good people. Uh-huh. And uh, the rest of them are just people you didn't talk to for three years, and suddenly they're like, hey, remember when we used to yeah. need money? Yeah. Like, you know, it, and, and I don't want any of that. Yeah. I'd rather, you know, I never got invited uh, to a lot of stuff. I mean, there were a few people who would invite me and say, like, mm -hmm. we're having a kid's birthday party. We're all going to get stoned. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, that was their thing. It was, it, like, you're going to get drunk as hell or whatever. I'm like, ah, I guess whatever. Occasionally I go to those. Like, but most of the time they were doing stuff. And they were all living their life together. Yeah. And then uh, when I actually needed a little help, I thought maybe. I was like, mm -hmm. you know what? Part of it was that uh, my relationship kept us apart. Mm -hmm. She didn't want me around people who could mm -hmm. tell me anything she didn't agree with. Mm. Uh, partially. I'm not yeah. going to go. Like I said, I'm not going to shit on her. Honestly, she didn't like my family, and I didn't, I didn't love her family either. Yeah. They're just bad influences from our different perspectives. Yeah. Um, so either way. There was a mutual thing where we kind of separated out. But then I thought, well, I'm out of that relationship, so maybe mm -hmm. we can reconnect. Uh, and I don't mean like a, just because I need something. I'm like, can I sleep on your kitchen floor for two days is where I got to at a certain yeah. point after I said no enough. Yeah. I was like, hey, you got a little room for the kitchen. Yeah, I could sleep right in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just for two days to figure out and get the lay of land and figure out where a job is and, and maybe some close friends that I remember. Yeah. Uh, 
get in touch with some people. Mm -hmm. Give me a chance to breathe. And I couldn't get that, you know, mm -hmm. not even. Uh, my brother, uh, one of my brothers, good. He's turned out to be a good dude, but he was he was worried that I'd take advantage of him. Yeah. And he couldn't let me sleep on his couch. Yeah. Because he was he had a whole place to himself, mainly that big, so he could have his kids over. Yeah. When they came over on weekend. Yeah. But he had room to let me sleep on a couch for two days mm -hmm. during the week when they weren't there. Mm -hmm. Said no, because he thought that like the rest of my family, I would just cling on to him and never let go. Well, yeah, I and mean, if he didn't really know you, that's kind of understandable. He didn't get a chance to know me. Yeah. And that's cool. I mean, I, hopefully we get to know each other now. Yeah. But I, I was resentful about that, to be yeah. honest. And I might have said something on one of the podcasts. I hope I didn't. But I was, at one point, I was a little drunk one night, and I was like, my family doesn't give a shit. They're listening to this. It's because we already made some money. Yeah. True or not, honestly, anyone who'd be hurt by that doesn't get me. Yeah. Because it's not what it's about. I'm not, I'm yeah. not, whatever. Sorry. That's okay. uh, but that's it. It's like fire your frenemies and anyone who insists on being there. And honestly, if it's Facebook only friendship, you probably don't need them. They're not going to do anything for you. And, and, and I don't mean in material like get me something, but they're never going to really be your friend. They're just there watching your life as a spectator. And I'm a spectator. I never cared for any of that. Second circle friends. I don't do that. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I have one circle of friends only. Ever. Well, it's funny at Dragon Con, one of the ladies. Family. says she lives vicariously through my Facebook page, and I'm like, why don't you get your own life? I, I don't mean I, I don't mean to say it like that like, to the person. That's a terrible thing for me to say because you know who you're talking about, and I don't. Yeah. But it's like, people, I was like, that, that's a little weird, that's but cool, okay. I guess. There's other ways to exist, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like, TV. I hope you get your own life. We can get a TV show, and then we can actually justify it with some money. <laughs> if we're gonna live like so interestingly that people want to pay us, then fine. No, we'll see. Yeah. But I, I. I this podcast doesn't affect my daily life, except no. for the fact that the people who were, we were sitting in a room together with mm -hmm. were closer. Yeah. And, I'm not and going out in the town and people are like, hey, you're on that cool podcast. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> no one's doing that at all. And no. it's good. No, it's like it, 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 uh, I mean, I mean, really, in a, in a way that this podcast is for us. And, 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 and if, like, if somebody else gets something out of it, then great. And if they don't, that's okay. The only thing I'd really get out of this, other than the fact that we could sustain our life and you could potentially move towards a creative life that you you want, and I, I could maintain the one that I want, you know, uh, if we got money from anything we're doing, it'd yeah. be very good. Yeah. But the main thing I'm getting from this is saying, well, we can put stuff out there and not worry about the ramifications and what other people will think. Yeah. So around full circle eventually on yes. the idea that you don't do it for other people. Right. Do it for yourself. And so I'm getting used to and acclimated to the idea of having my opinions known. Yeah. It's odd. As much as I would post on the internet about my screeds and opinions, mm -hmm. there were those momentary opinions that were just emotional. Yeah. These are values. Yeah. And that's harder. It, well, it, it, it is, but uh, I just... To expose. You know? Well, it is, but it's so freeing at the same it time. It really is, because you realize there's no stakes to it. No. There's really no good stakes to it. We're not living in a country where we're going to get killed... Uh, right away for <laughs> for a belief or something. We're not know. Epstein. We don't have. We're not quite that. there yet. We're on our way. We're gonna be doing the Fallout Four LARP next spring, starting. It's gonna be amazing. We're gonna love it. Mutants, everything. It's gonna be amazing. Giant cockroaches. We can shoot them with laser guns that we haven't invented yet, but we're working on. Um, totally off topic. Yeah. But you said giant cockroaches. Yes. Have you seen any of the reviews of the Cats movie? I heard it was horrible. I heard it was horrible. There was one review I found that was just hysterical because he was like, I'm trying to review this movie, but instead I'm just going to give you my stream of consciousness <coughs> while watching this movie Okay. because I can't 
I can't understand this. How, how did they record that in, in the theater, or was it like a private screener or something? Oh well, well he was just he he was just writing his his blog. Of oh, he wrote it as he was after. watching. Yeah, oh, gotcha. Yeah, so he went and, back over the memories. And, and, um, oh God, it was funny. Hmm. It was. <laughs> it was. It, uh, it, one one of the one of the um. One of the first lines is like, oh, my God, they're dancing cockroaches, and they have faces. Why? Is that true? <laughs> yeah. I, wow. saw, I saw a video clip of it. It was like, yeah, they were dancing cockroaches. From, I, I never understood the whole cats thing. I, uh, I was too I, young I love, to have seen I love it. my cats, but I don't, get it. I don't want to watch a show about cats. It's based on poems, I guess? T.S. Eliot. T.S. Eliot poems. And actually, I was ri- originally introduced to those poems in the movie Logan's Run. Have you ever seen that? Uh, Logan's uh, Run? Uh, maybe. When, when they escape the city and okay. they're looking for sanctuary and they find the old guy that lives in, he, he, he clearly lives in, I think he lives near, near the, like, the Lincoln Memorial. Okay. You know, and he has like, it's half indoor, half outdoor, you know, it's like ruins of the city, right? Okay. And there, there's like all these cats everywhere and he keeps quoting these cat poems. <coughs> okay. And and that's what they're based on is the poems. Yeah. T. S. Eliot. So they're what surreal. Uh, yeah. So it's, metaphysical poems by T. S. Eliot about cats or something. Yeah. Or? Yeah. And and. Okay. And uh, I I don't know. There's there's almost. Uh, I've never seen the show. I I know my parents didn't like it. I don't. I know I, B J didn't like it. But there's some people who love it, and I think if you don't if you go in there not looking for a storyline, I think you. I enjoy it. But I couldn't go to a play without looking for a story. Yeah, and that's that's where I'm <coughs> I, I struggle. But yeah, the, the reviews of the Cats movie has been really, really Horrible. funny. Is the CGI terrible too at all? Yeah, well apparently from uh I saw a screen rant on it. Apparently they they had the studio had decided on a final end date to get the movie out and the producer like wasn't done. Yeah, like, <laughs> like literally, he was up for thirty hours straight, trying to get all the editing done beforehand, wow. and got as finished as he could. But, and and to the point that they're actually re-releasing it with the, the final, final edits done, because like the one that originally came out had you know a lot of the CGI effects on like people placeholders, people hands instead yeah. of cat hands. Cat paws. And gotcha. What? So so they hadn't fully completed the CGI. Yeah. I get I get that feeling though. Nothing's ever done when you make something. But, yeah. But uh, this was if you're really. You're at the level of making a movie. You should be. Able yeah, to... and if they delayed it just a month, they could have had that all done, and maybe but they're the looking at a certain release. Could have been. Well, it's like they they released it the same day as the new Star Wars movie. They knew it was gonna fail. Okay, so maybe. They might, I mean, industry talk, they're going to know when Star Wars is coming out, unless they somehow, they can't surprise you on one star, if you're yeah. Hollywood people. Yeah. Studios know that they're going to make less money and more money on other things. They almost never lose money, according to what I, what I read. Yeah. They always say it's a box office bomb, but they're going to make it back when they release uh-huh. it on DVD at India or something, you know? It's going to make it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, even Waterworld made money, but it's not enough money. Yeah. And so what they do is they kind of, uh, they have a tempo that they follow, and they kind of like, um... They, they, they hedge their bets and they know this movie's not going to make as much unless it's a, a runaway hit somehow. So they put those against things they know they'll fail against mm-hmm. because they can write them off and then still make money. You see? Yeah. They know it's going to fail, 
So they have uh, planned failures that yeah. they that they're able to monetize. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's the here's the post I read, and it's funny, so I'm going to share it. And I have not seen the movie, but this is by Rob Merritt. To give credit, yeah. he said just finished watching Surviving. Cats the movie with friends. I'm not even going to try to review it. Instead, I'm going to share random observations from throughout the film. Audience is roughly 25 people. For cats, apparently this is a packed house. The first cats appear on screen. Holy crap, I have never done acid. Is this what it feels like? The movie has dancing cockroaches. Why, God? And why do they have faces? No, I have to see it. <laughs> Ten minutes in, someone down the aisle actually cried out, No, no, please stop. I'm ah, not making that up. <laughs> I buy it, yeah. Rum Tum T Tugger, this is the first time I have ever seen Jason Derulio start a song without singing his own name at the start of the song. Suddenly, the universe feels out of balance. I don't know anything about that. J we are 25 minutes into this movie, and Rebel Wilson's line of Stop Milking It has huh. arrived 20 min 24 minutes too late. Oh, Jennifer Hudson, you deserve better than this. Oh, James Corden, you don't. Huh. And James Corden just did a crotch hit joke. Oh, boy. How do they talk the cast into this? Seriously, James Duty Dench looks pissed off and Dame ready to fight. Dame Judy Dench. Dame Judy Dench. Yes. Judy. Yeah. Dame Judy Dench. Yeah. Yeah. Looks pissed I... off and ready to fire her agent from the moment she, she enters. Also... Is Old Deuteronomy the cat's version of Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs? Oh, because boy. she is wearing a fur coat, which means she's oh. wearing a skin of another cat, oh, which God. means we need to put some lotion in the basket. As soon as Rumpel Teaser appeared, I flashed back to Team America World Police. Suddenly, the monologue about going backstage at, at cats is far more disturbing. Why is there so much licking? Oh my God. <laughs> Finally, 45 minutes in, the cat orgy begins. This Whoa. is the weirdest way to start an orgy I've ever seen, and I've seen Eyes Wide Shut. Huh. Wait, is that cat wearing pants? <laughs> Taylor Swift, where are you? We came to see this movie for you, but so far all we see are blank spaces. The cats have shoes and are breakdancing. I don't know what anything means anymore. Huh. Jennifer Hudson is singing and emoting her heart out on memory and trying her best to bring some actual gravitas to this movie. If only someone would give her a snot rag. Seriously, guys, get her a tissue, for the love of God. Sir Ian McKellen, lapping milk out of a bowl in a closet. I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> oh. The scale of the cats in this movie makes no sense. One minute the cats are half the height of a human door doorway. Next they are so small they are tamp dancing in rows while standing on the rails of a railroad track. Are they two feet tall or two inches? I question the science here. <laughs> okay. Despite all the madness going on, the lead actress is rather striking. She is even kind of hot. Oh my God, this movie is messing with my brain. <laughs> Taylor Swift is finally here, riding in on a DreamWorks logo while cat spraying catnip glitter. No, I did not make that up. Why does Taylor Cat have giant cat boobs? None of the other cats do. I have even more questions about the science going on here. <laughs> I was not prepared for the Idris Elba Taylor Swift cat suit sex dance. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, okay. I, kid, I kid you not, by now this audience is treating this 
the movie like Rocky Horror and yelling things at the screen. Try again, they shout at Mr. Mistopheles after his fourth straight attempt to, at magic fails. And then he finally pulls magic feet off. The whole theater bursts into applause and hooting. <laughs> <coughs> Covered in fur and snarling, Ian McKillen just, uh, just pushed another cat off a boat. Someone in the audience yells, You shall not pass! <laughs> the whole theater loses it. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson, what are you doing? You are giving a sincere, genuine, heartfelt performance. Good for you, except look around. No one else got the memo. For God's sake, you just sang your heart out, and Judy Dent's response is, is to start rubbing her head on you. <laughs> oh. Again, not making the last one up. It sounds very familiar. <laughs> it's like life, I think. No oh, good. Oh, it goes on from there, but I mean, just like... <laughs> wow. It, it seems to me, though, that we just found a new path to enlightenment. <laughs> you watch this movie, your mind breaks, and it has to rebuild itself to something else. Yeah. Pretty cool. So, yeah, that, that, I read just about half the review there, and it's like, you can, it's like you can find that on Facebook. It's funny. I get. I, I kind of almost get what the the person who did the, the who had the ideas of all the. One time they're wearing shoes. One time this one has breasts or whatever. Yeah. It's like maybe it's like they're using the cat as a thing, like a metaphor for something. Like someone does sing their heart out, and then someone else is like, "Oh, cool story." I love it. Yeah. And you're like, "Oh God." <laughs> I get maybe a little. I hope. I think we all try to make meaning out of nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I made a story. It might make sense. Might not. Oh. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. I don't I don't want to see that, but I kind of do. And well, it's like I will wait for a video on that, and I will sit down and watch it once, just because. It's like if if death came to me and knocked on the door and said, yeah. "Hey, it's time to go," but we have time for <laughs> to watch cats instead, if you want. And like, I guess I'll watch cats. <laughs> and they'd be like, "Cool, we're gonna watch cats." And we sit down, eat some, watch some cats. I'm like, "Hey, we gotta pause it. We need a cigarette." It's like, yeah. dude, we're, we got a time schedule to keep. But you said we're gonna watch cats, and I have to have a cigarette. You know that. So that's how uh -huh. I work it out. That's yeah. what I'm gonna do. It's the only way I'm seeing that movie. <clears throat> a few extra hours. <laughs> but, but yeah, I've I've never seen I've never seen the musical. I've 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 never seen the. I haven't seen the movie, but I found the reviews. There are a lot of funny reviews out there on that. That that one was my favorite. It was just like, <laughs> you shall not pass. I love those. Uh, did you ever you ever read the Amazon reviews of a shirt, a T-shirt <laughs> called uh, Three Wolf Moon? <laughs> um no it's a Native American style like yeah, you go yeah, out yeah. the Midwest you see the, the kitschy white people yeah. version of Native American yeah 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 okay so there's three wolves howling at the moon uh huh and there's amazing epic reviews yeah you could read them for hours I don't know if they're still around but there was a time when they were mm -hmm. and it was literally everyone talking about how this, this, this thing gave them confidence and they were picking up you know women or they were just like it yeah. was a thing that, that, that made life make sense like all these yeah <laughs> yeah three wolf moon it's yeah. not that bad of a shirt. It's just a shirt you see, but it's, it's like they're all in. Yeah. Uh, I think these bad experiences we can share together are always good. Like, we find ways to talk and joke around. That's the point, I think. Trauma. Like, yeah. like the Cats movie. Yeah, well, um, yeah, Andrew was telling me that, um, yeah, he, he looked up the the Marinus Trench Yeah. And on Google, and I'm yeah. looking at this, and... People have rated it. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Three stars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's got it's got four point one stars. Okay, that's pretty good. And and it's like like six days ago, somebody wrote, "I heard they make great pizza, but I wasn't feeling good, 
I, I ended up just getting a tuna sub, then I washed the indigestion away with a cool glass of fresh salt water. Huh. Well, refills, too. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I do like... Um, and then somebody wrote, why is everyone talking about a restaurant if it's in the ocean? Like, they don't get the joke. That's the thing. People look at the world at such different levels of life. And people can't tell that's a joke, and they're like, why are these people being weird? And they're not, there's no, like, say, medical reason mentally for them to do that. It's because they're just not looking high enough at life. They're not looking at the view of, like, God, this is absurd, everything's absurd, in a certain level. <laughs> so, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you go into to Google Maps, you can see all the reviews. Uh, yeah, like, somebody wrote, 10 out of 10 would definitely drown again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, I don't think they're going to find that body. Five stars. Like, <laughs> whatever. <coughs> Let's see. Here, here's one. I heard about the 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 Marina Trench and some interesting interest. Yeah, well, yeah, no, they wrote Mar the Marina Marinera Marinera yeah, Trench yeah. or something. Had some interesting history. Thinking of the Titanic, World War II submarine events, Challengers Deep, and the heist of the famous things, Empire State Building. I found this place very cool. You know, it's just like. Yeah. Strange. I mean, some people actually could be there, like yeah. in a boat, like traveling, and be like, oh, "We're gonna point." Yeah. I'm gonna there's Instagram one here. There's, like, there's way too much water. I mean, it was it was in my food and all over my clothes. I also managed to produce human photosynthesis. What? <laughs> Overall, I would definitely suggest it. However, don't bring your kids; they may drown. <laughs> and that was from Liam Nielsen. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm sure that's his name. Anyway. <laughs> mm. I just, I, I do like that stuff. It's great. Here, here's one. Garlic knots are pretty good. Better than the mozzarella sticks. We took the steps down and it took forever. I tried to find an elevator. Bring towels. Lighting is romantic. Recommended. <laughs> There's like 5,000 reviews on yeah. it. Google Maps. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> And yeah, Andrew just stumbled across that and That's funny. was laughing. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was watching another thing, another video. Like I said, I was up all night and I had videos going and I was writing between them a little. Uh -huh. And I got it done. Uh, but there's one other video where they're talking about. Um, uh, it was about trying not say our age to do like, if we're marketing. Oh God, sorry about that. Burp. Uh, if we're marketing our material, say we don't want to like say. Do that um, uh, that thing where you, you try to be cool when you're not. Oh God, no! For a fifteen year, you don't use fifteen year old memes because no. honestly, they're not cool. No. You know what I mean? They're not even. But cool. neither are we, and whatever. Yeah. But it's like if you try to like uh, like take life too seriously and then uh, game the system. Mm -hmm. You know, like they they exposed some uh, internal documents that Google had on meme culture, ah. and they were off the mark on every level. You know, ah. but they're like, we're gonna start marketing based on this, <laughs> and. Uh, so, so this idea of trying to be something and take things too seriously and then also like look at, look down on things yeah. that we don't understand, right? Yeah. It's like kind of like this ironic view of life that you're starting from if you're doing like memes. You yeah. make a meme, it's like you're being ironic. But yeah. they're talking about how there's modernism, which mm -hmm. is very sincere. There's okay. this idea of like um, uh, American dream is worthwhile, right? Okay. That kind of idea or like, yeah. the, you know, European uh, resilience, whatever it was at that time. And then there was postmodernism. It's like nothing matters, nothing's real, everything's a definition we decided on. Mm -hmm. and therefore, we deconstruct everything, and nothing has any meaning, and heroes don't exist, and life sucks. So then yeah. there's a reaction to both of those called mm -hmm. um, 
meta meta modernism or something mm -hmm. and i think it's a buzzword bullshit thing yeah but it's basically just comedy <laughs> what they were saying is like you go and you can be sincere but you have to wedge it in with uh sarcasm nowadays on the internet if uh -huh. you're marketing on the internet be yeah. sincere about your level of irony at, at, at certain things if you want something sincere to to, to fly on the internet because everyone's so shitting on everything you know yeah so they made a game called um um, it was like a, a I, I wish I remember the name because it was funny, but they made a video game that was about uh, sexy dads dating sexy dads. Yeah. Okay. But it was a gag. It was mm -hmm. a joke at first, and then they went and they yeah. went into all the different characters, a romance simulator that certain yeah. people like. I don't I don't get into them. I don't get them. They're they're not even about the romance. It's about the strategy of yeah. understanding people. Uh, so either way, they did this thing where it's a bunch of these like. Guys who suddenly, apparently, they were all dads, and yet they decided they were all gay, mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, but either way, as characters, supposedly, they developed those people. Uh -huh. And you had to have conversations with them to get them to properly build a relationship, I guess. Uh -huh. And so they got to expose, like, different uh, midlife crises that men go through. And it was funny. Uh, so she was talking about how the, the, the actual lead designer was, I guess, um, um, LGBT uh -huh. uh, person, a woman, uh, whatever. And she was talking about how she got to be sincere because she went off goofy first, ah. you know. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I guess what I was trying to say is, like, you can you can make these jokes like Marianne's Trench, and that's funny as hell. Yeah. And you can make jokes about hard things, but there's some sincerity stuff, too. I yeah. Mean, I think we miss that on the Internet a lot. No one wants to be sincere. Yeah. There's a good way not to have to deal with anything. You just play a game on the Internet. Yeah. Uh, well, so I was just looking. Randomly bit. I don't know why. I, I, I just looked up Mount Everest just to see. And it got 4.2 star, stars. Okay. And here, let's see, there are, how many reviews? Well, people have been there a lot more. Than well, yeah, I, I understand that. But, like, the first review is, help, I think I lost my dog up there. And then someone wrote one star, no trails, family died, loneliness isn't fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A very cash money experience. Best part of the trip was when I froze to death. <coughs> True. So, Yeah. It's taller than me, and that's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's my brother. Did you, did you post that? That's, I get that. I know where that's from. <laughs> Overall, it was a great experience. The best part was when I fell off the top and slid down to my death. The view is amazing, especially when you fly off a cliff. You get a 360 view right before you hit the ground. Very fun. I would jump again. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh. <laughs> it's a very good place. I recommend this place for beginners the snow tastes awesome there are five flavors cherry lime squid shrimp yeah. and curry <laughs> they all taste awesome and i rec recommend you take i love these points of flavor. view the people have to take and have a point of view to make up something like that yeah it's awesome the mountain is a simple hike and it was a great view of the whole wide world honestly it would have been nice if the aliens did take my clothes <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wrote, I'm just looking at the comments and I decided I'm not going to Mount Everest. <laughs> Somebody wrote, caught a lot of Pokemons up there. <laughs> See, the thing, the thing is, I would never want to climb Mount Everest. Like, even if I was in good shape and I had good lungs and yeah. all that, 
it's like you're killing yourself for nothing because everyone's already done it. Everyone, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> then, but the thing is, I'd love to go to base camp and hang out and see yeah. what's going on with these people. I'm like, what are you doing? Okay, cool. We're going to, we're, we're just heading through to bed or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, but there's yeah. so many dead people up there. So there's another one. <laughs> Somebody wrote, I wish you were that high. <laughs> I wish you were that high? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, there's some funny stuff out there. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm just curious after, after seeing that. I'm like, let's look at Mount Everest. And yeah. I, there's some gold in there, too. But yeah, supposedly like anyone who dies up there never gets brought down really. Uh, yeah. They get frozen and the, there's yeah. a little bit of snow that covers them in the freezer and you can walk by a bunch of dead people as you're walking. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's no. Terrible. There's actually. But there's, it might be for a reason. There. there and they use some of the dead bodies as landmarks for the trail. There. There's. There's a person up there who had purple snow boots oh, that they actually use as a trail marker now. Wow. To to get up there. Yeah. I mean, you can go weird on the metaphor of all mm -hmm. that, like <coughs> climbing the mountain and like all the people who failed. I don't know. It's like you can get weird, weird and deep on it, but it's just really people who wanted to make a mark in the world and say they did something, and they went up there and they froze to death and died. Yeah. They're stuck there forever, and they'll never leave. They're meaningless, not meaningless, needless mm -hmm. pursuit. You know, it was for their own. Yeah. Gratification. But I mean, this. it's like pe people who... They'll be stuck there forever. It, it, it's, okay, it's, it's not drugs, but they're chasing a high, you know? And, and they're also, I think some of them chase a story, be yeah. able to tell. Well, when yeah. I climbed Everest, before yeah. I climbed K2, or, you know, all these things, I, I went, before I went to the North Pole, because I have too much money and I'm, I'm, I don't remember what oh, to do Oh, I wonder, I bet there's good reviews on the North Pole, too. Okay. Saying that shit, probably. I bet people will subvert that if they're good. They'll they'll do something different. Let's see. Try South Pole. I don't know. South Pole? I'll try South, South Pole. South Pole might be more. Okay. I don't know. Let's see. Fruitful. <laughs> just... And then you got the ice wall down there. You got the alien bases. You got a bunch of shit they could be talking about. Let's see. The South Pole in Antarctica. Mountains of Madness. Let's so, see. I think. There are no reviews on this. We're going to have to ask them. Well, okay, maybe we go. They, they let you go during certain times of year, but you can't go too far inland. Yeah, because, you know, you'll, you'll fall off the edge of the world. No, you'll see the ice wall oh. and the secret uh, alien bases and such under the dome. Oh, okay. But yeah. you know what I mean. Let's see, North Pole. Like one, one hit with a ball, ball peen hammer on that dome at the wrong spot in the mm -hmm. South Pole, we're all fucked. So, can't let anyone do that. Yeah. We don't have any on the North Pole either. Well, yeah. it'll happen. There's enough people being born. Yeah. Eventually, we'll see something. 20 years from now, check again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, that's all that stuff I talked about, too. I'm sorry. I always do that. I say I'm sorry for talking a lot. And yet I, I do know. it every time. What is that? That mean? Tell me. Uh, what does that mean? What do I mean? I don't know. You you have a lot of thoughts in your head. True. And you have to get them out. True. So I could type them too. Yeah. I probably make some money. This might make some money cheaper. 
Oh, but take them. <laughs> that makes more sense. Some of these are th they're kind of like loose leaf ideas that aren't going anywhere. And I just we're talking about we we're, we're beginning before we do a show. Mm -hmm. We say what are we talking about? And a lot of times Shell's like I don't know, but it's more like you know Shell say why don't we talk about this one thing? I'm like oh, I'm not ready to say that yet or talk about that yet. Ah. Like this this one right? We were yeah. going to talk about the the cult of happiness. I guess was our main thing we were going to get to. Yeah. And I, I emotionally wasn't ready because I was thinking a bunch of different. Yeah. Well, you know, I was I, I was in a different part of the day and I had other other things on my mind. Yeah, so, I'm I'm jumping through. We just got a roof replaced on the house, and I am having to jump through some little hoops to get the check cashed. <laughs> I'm like, what a pain in the ass. Yeah. It's like yeah. Uh, if you've never been through having a, a person close to you die on you, uh, you have no idea how much shit you have to go through to just resolve things. And I mean, my, my dad with the will was bad enough, but having your husband die and having to go to probate and all that, and even if they have a will, you still have to do that. All your finances entangled. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. There's no way to, to avoid that if you're going to be married. And, yeah. And, and it's hard to... And it's, it, it's, it's a pain in the ass. And so, yeah. Still have a lot of services in Ken's name. Amazon, yeah. for example. Right? Yeah. It's still yeah. in his name. Because it's it's the way it was, and, and all the information is already yeah. there. They have your records of what you like to buy. Right. You can read right. on cat food, you know? Yeah, and I mean, I changed, like, all the contact information... To me. But it still says when I go on Amazon Prime, it says, hi, Kenneth. Yeah. But, and, and I wish I, I could change that. No, it's it's just how it is. Yeah. You know? And it, it is. It's a, it's a pain in the ass. I mean, I, honestly, next time it, it's about to renew, I could cancel that and start my own. And would they would, keep all your records of what you buy? I, I don't know. I, that's maybe I don't have to call. Yeah, see, that's why I haven't done it. Maybe maybe customer service can yeah. do it. Maybe. But it's, it's like, it's only a matter of like, I don't believe in changing things that are not causing a problem. Yeah. Like for no reason. There's, uh, we only have so many hours in the day and so much effort we can exert. Yeah. How many hours would it take to get that fixed? And what's the cost of not? Right. I don't think there's a cost per se. Yeah. Well, but if emotionally to you, you prefer to do other otherwise. You yeah. Know? Well, I mean, it, it, it doesn't really bother me, but, but I understand why it would bother you. I think I think I think there's a feedback loop on our parallel uh, secondary concern of the matter. Okay. Okay. I'm concerned that somehow it's reminding and bothering you, and then you're concerned somehow that it's bothering me. Yes. And because of that, there's something real there, but it's not because it's truly deeply bothering me. Okay. And I don't think it's truly deeply bothering you. No. So. This is a secondary loop that we created without talking about it. Ah, well, I guess we need to talk about it. I think I said everything I had to say. Okay. It doesn't bother me that much. Okay. It, it doesn't bother me in the sense of, oh, well, there was another human who lived before me. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's not the issue. No. It's not, it's not about me. I keep my own separate one because it's also linked to all my old addresses. Yeah. Like, I know where I lived if I need to say, where are your last three addresses? I go yeah. to Amazon. Yeah. And uh, also, I can order stuff for Ethan. 
Yeah, and that's you know? and that's fine. So I keep mine separate, but it's like, yeah, it's just what it is. But say Amazon Prime Video, I don't have that service, right? And so I will watch that. Yeah, that's just how it is. Yeah. Um, but if there's ever a time where it's easy, and it's convenient, and helpful. Yeah. Well, like no, no worries. But. Yeah, like the the power bill. It was it was easier to just add me as an additional user mm-hmm. than it was to change the account over. <coughs> and so they actually suggested to me, why don't I just because I you know I had called them up and I said, look, you need to get this paid in the meantime, so we'll yeah we'll push it upstairs and you can call back, you know. Well, I mean, a little. It, it wasn't even that they just added me to the account right as. Uh, a primary user. So when the bill comes, it always has both of our names on it. Even though you can pay it. Yeah. I understand and, that. And, and I just, I'm saying, I'm not saying that was yeah. the main factor in why they helped you. Yeah. Because you on the phone, you talk to people and people hear you. Yeah. So it's not like they're pushing you away. Right. But there's, uh, in customer service, there's always that bit of like, let's get this off my desk as quick as possible. Yeah. So if it's a way to make you happy and not have to deal with whatever convoluted way to fix yeah, it, which yeah. truly does exist. Yes. You know, it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. just have it. Life, life is about minimizing difficulty. As much yeah. As it is well, about. and like in that, in that case, they would have to literally stop our account and then restart a new one in my name. But there's probably the one guy who's like, remember, we're using the new system, but we still have the old code. So we can yeah. do the, you know, there's the one guy who knows, but they're not going to go look for him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing. It's, 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 yeah. There's always someone to, who knows how to fix it without breaking it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe not. But. And it, it's hard, you know, I'm like, I'm, you know, in my mid 40s, and being, being a widow at my age is weird. That, and, that, and, oh, nothing. I'm well, not, I don't want, I, I don't want to ever step on, on, on that, yeah. on your experience in life. Yeah. If anything, there's, if there's ever any concern, it's, it's this thing that you probably don't mean, but everybody else who says something like that tends to mean it a little. They say, I am a widow. I am a engineer. I am a doctor. I yeah. am I am a thing that is, a, is something that I've done. Yeah. And uh, if it had that way, I'd be worried a little. Uh, not for our relationship or anything, but it's like, is that your definition of yourself at some level? Oh, no, no. It's really not. Okay. But it, it is part of my story. Oh, yes. And, and... And at least initially, especially before I met you, it, it's just, it was weird because, like, the people who are my age haven't experienced that. Yeah. I mean, if I were 65 or I was 75. You'd be talking to a bunch of friends. Who have been thing. through similar things. Yeah. And, and. But you'll be there for them. Isn't yes. that the story of your life, though? Yeah. You're always the one who has the wisdom for the people at that level. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're I just stuck so, there. I know. <laughs> You're stuck at wise. But, yeah, it, it's just because it's not, at my age, it's not something that most people have gone through. And, and which I'm grateful for. I, I'm grateful for that. I'm just like. You don't want them to have to suffer that. All right, we're back. Um, yeah, I was talking about being a widow in your mid-40s is weird because most people haven't experienced that yet. And uh, there's one person on Facebook that I went to high school with who has experienced it and her experience my experience seemed to be completely miles apart and she seems like a very nice person she her husband died a couple of years before Ken did and how old were they you said high school same, yeah same I think she's you? actually I think she's actually a year ahead of me she's she's probably okay 
47, 48. Okay. Um, and, and her husband died a few years before Ken did, and they had children together. And her children now are about the same age as mine. They're late teens, uh, maybe early 20s. And, uh, but she is still very, very focused <coughs> on, on her husband. Like, that's, that's where she is. And I don't begrudge anybody in their mourning or anything like that. It's just, I know for me, I can't, I can't stay there. But you do, you do keep it on, uh, this is a good thing. You keep it on the map. You don't try to oh, avoid yeah. that part of town. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, have, I have a tattoo on my leg that is Kent, for Ken. Right. And that's never going away. And that was to honor him. You honor people in a very... In, and, you know, when something comes up, like the podcast we did with Ruth and Chip, I put that on Ken's page. I posted that on his birthday because they were really good friends with him. And I will always honor him in that way, you know. He's a part of my life. He's a part of my story. But I'm not going to live my life every day like that's all my life is, you know. And that's kind of... It was 100% of your life while it was happening. Yes. And that's acceptable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's not acceptable. It's like, that is important. It's, yeah. Uh, he was there in your life. He's yeah. part of your life. And he helped make me who I am. And I, I honor him for that, but I'm not, I can't. But part of who I am is, and he knew this, is that I can't, I'm not a stagnant person. I don't just stay where I am. I'm constantly improving and trying to make myself a better person and learning new things. And that was part of what he loved about me. And for me to be stagnant and stuck in a place like that wouldn't actually be dishonoring him because that's not what he loved. He he loved the fact that I was on an adventure, you know? Yeah. And he wouldn't and want brought me to... him along and, 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 and yeah. And, uh, and and more, you know, like you guys. Uh-huh. I don't. I can't analyze your relationship. I'm not trying to do that. Yeah, but but yeah, it, it was like if if I if I just got stuck there, and and wallowed in misery or whatever. And I'm not saying this lady's wallowing in misery. That's not what I'm saying. Mm. But she and she's a different person for me. But I could not. I constantly focus on that. For years and years and years and be the person who I am I mean you can kind of choose your address in life in a way like after a certain point uh, some people choose to leave their address at the last bad thing that happened to them yeah and that's where they live every day when they wake up and they have to work their way home like commute to life from there okay yeah you know uh, mm-hmm. I, I actually maybe have overreacted in some way because I was stuck for many years yeah being as miserable as I was I was kind of I don't know. I was doing a little sad little shade of, of that person who peaked in high school. Yeah. You know? Uh, and I don't want to be ever that. Yeah. I was thinking of high school days as the best days of my life. Oh, no. Isn't that dumb? Well, it, but it's understandable today. considering but, what you went through. Well, I was stuck in a position where I thought I was done. Mm-hmm. And I was living in there. And I decided that's where I lived. Mm-hmm. But I just realized that I, even though I was under the, the troll bridge... Yeah. There's like a whole kingdom out there. Yeah. You know? And 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 she's I mean she she puts it in a, she's a very spiritual person 
Um, and I guess she and her husband were in the ministry together. So, yeah. And so, um, she, she seems to take a very positive spin, but like a lot of her posts. She's guided by his spirit in a sense. Or... Yeah. And, and, um, you know, I, I don't, I honestly don't know her personally. Mm. I'm just taking this off of what she posts on her Facebook page. Sure. And so we get. Yeah. Really. And, and can't be blamed for, for having a story yeah, about it. Yeah, and she's done a great job of raising her kids on her own. And they, they seem like well-adjusted kids. And I'm like, and that's great. But that's not me. I, I don't feel like I can relate to her. Even though we've both lost husbands at a young age. And right. But she's she, the only person you, I know. You both got the same intersection, but you took different turns. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so she, you're no longer in the same area of town or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's... I don't mean to frame your your thing. I just for me to understand it, I always have to have a visual or, yeah. or whatever metaphor that makes it make sense. So I'm not trying to color your your statement. Yeah. I apologize. No, no, but but I mean, no, no, you're right. It it's just I I just I you know I I made a choice to be me. I'm not going to live my life in his shadow. You know. And you don't live in people's shadow. And I'm not general. saying she does, but right. it it is just. It's, it, I, we're not on the same page. And, right, and you and, can't okay. have the same discussion. Let's say you went to right. lunch to commiserate a, yeah. a couple of years after the fact. Yeah. And you're like, well, wouldn't it be nice to talk? Mm-hmm. You talk about two different things completely, and you probably wouldn't get much out of it either of you. Yeah. Uh, because you're going different uh, directions with it. It doesn't mean <coughs> one's right or one's wrong, per I, se. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> it's I just that it doesn't that. work for you. And it may it may be that her, her husband and I get the impression that he was the love of her life. And and and, only, and, yeah. and, and maybe or may, yeah, maybe that's that's the truth of it. And like my grandma Rose, I mean, uh, you know, when my grandpa Pacheco passed away, it's like she's never gonna get married again. And he he died in his late fifties. And she's seven, she's in her 70s now. And she still wears his wedding ring around her neck. Kind of a, a thing I see a lot in, um, you know, people from Spain, Italy, Greece, uh-huh. and maybe even like certain parts of Eastern yeah. Europe. A lot of these widows, they become widows young. And they stay uh-huh. widows forever. They're always wearing black or something yeah. uh, cultural yeah. to indicate I'm in grief. Yeah. And that's the rest of your life, I guess. But, but at the same time, you know, Grandma Rose has a lot of joy. And she's from Puerto Rico, right? Yeah, she's from Puerto Rico. So there's a little bit of that same. That's what I was saying. Yeah, right? yeah, and, and yeah, and and she, she's she's a wonderful light on the world. And um, I'm, I'm gonna have to when we go down to Florida, we're gonna, you're gonna have to meet her because you will love her. Um, but she's done with uh, partnership. She's, like yeah, that. she's yeah. done because she she had her. She got what she wanted. Yeah, she, yeah. Needed. Yeah, and and that was my grandpa Pacheco, and so I mean, there's something I, sweet to that. It, there as long is. As long as you don't go to dark, you know. Yeah, like, there is, and 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 Ken was wonderful, and we were great partners. And then I met you, and I'm like, well, damn. You know, I, I, I often, I often, I often, um. If we're going to be truly deeply honest on all of it, mm-hmm. there's a level of discomfort sometimes 
in addressing yeah. these things for me yeah. as the new guy. Yeah. But that's not the point. And, it's, and the thing is, I have to step right on it. So the clumsiness sometimes when we're talking mm-hmm. is me saying, I can stand on this. It's not going to break. Yeah. And, and I can admit, say, that it's hard to live in someone's um, legend. Yeah. You know, like, it's hard. He's a legend. Everybody loved him. Everybody knew him loved him. Yeah. And uh, it's not one of those, uh, after he, he passed, they didn't make up stories. They told the truth. They tell yeah. the truth. He's still a legend. Yeah. And that's amazing. Um, so coming into a story that was already written before you got there means you're part of the sequel. Yeah. You know, like, I'm part of your sequel, and you're part of my sequel. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, we have sequels, and it's fine. Yeah. And and you've brought me so, uh, so much. It's never, it's never like a jealousy thing. I yeah. want you to know that. I'm never uh, jealous. Yeah. I just, it's hard to be like, how do I uh, not step on that part wrong? Mm-hmm. And so when I get a little, like, I'll, I'll make the comment that you would expect. So I'm playing with the idea, do I feel that way? I often test myself. Yeah. Say, well, okay, well, and I'll say something, but I'll just step up to the line. I'm trying to say, push it on you, but I also yeah. have to know what I have to work on. Mm-hmm. You know, like for your kids, I can't be their stepdad. They had a stepdad. Yeah. He was a great stepdad. Yeah. And so I could be, what, somebody who knows a little bit about being 40. Yeah. You know, uh, that's it. Right, 42 or whatever. Yeah. And then I, with you, like when, when we used to go through Ken's office, say, to go out back and have a cigarette. Uh-huh. I would kind of bow my head and leave it. Because they had, you had his computer going. He still had a network going, and people would log on his computer to play games. Yeah. And there'd be a game going on the computer screen. And it was all, the, the lights were off all the time. Right Before you moved in there as an office. Yeah. Just the computers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when, when, when uh, just so you listeners know, um, when... Scott moved in. I gave him my office, and I took him. It took a few months. It was a few months. Cause yeah, it took a while. Your office had paintings. It was storage. Yeah. And there was broken glass from a painting that fell, mm-hmm. so it really wasn't being used, right, at that time? Not that much, no. Occasionally, you come in to say, I'm going to sit at the computer, but, you know, yeah. we'll deal with the mess tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I went through a mourning period. And then and then you moved over to that office. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, and this is just my weird outsider perspective, it seems almost like you were able to integrate the relationship you had with Ken, mm-hmm. instead of keeping it as a separate thing to more. Yeah. You now are in his his former space. And yeah. You made it yours, but you're still using his his equipment. Yeah. And you're still uh, in his environment, but it's your environment. And you stop calling the car Ken's car, and you said it's my car. Yeah. And and I think that's a way to to honor somebody in a way. It's like they built this with me. Yeah. This is ours now, and it's mine. Yeah. Because I'm the one who's still here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, that was, it's been a process. Because, I mean, uh, it, that, like the car, I mean, God, that was Ken's dream car. And he bought it's it. cool-ass car. Yeah, he bought it with all the bells and whistles that he wanted. And, and when better. he passed away, he only had 3,000 miles on it. I There's now, like, 33,000 miles on it. So, so I've driven longer. it a hell lot more than he has. And you, you've been through a major... Uh... Accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's it like someone hit your car. Yeah, in my own driveway. Yes. In your own driveway. Yes. <laughs> Do you recall? Is that in there yet? Did we put yeah, that yeah, there? that was on one of the, the early ones, right? Yeah, that was on one of the early ones. I think yeah. that might have been episode one, actually. I, th- I think it's like yeah, you could leave something in a box and go look at it all the time, mm-hmm. and then get sad about how it's no longer going on. Yeah. Like, so you look at your old yearbook in high school and say, "I used to be all right, and yeah. I'm not anymore." 
Yeah. Or you could say, well, this is who I am. There's a level of me that's still there. Mm -hmm. And also, I don't have the loss that you have at a relationship level. Yeah. Uh, so I can't, I can't make a good explanation of how I, I kind of, I, I, I see what you're doing is all I'm saying. Yeah. And, and you're integrating the relationship in a, a way that seems to honor it, but still allows you to stand up. Yeah, and be myself. Yeah. And be happy. I love you so much. And I love you too. So. And, the, and, and part of part of my anxiety, if you when you started talking, I realized that when we went to Birth and Chips, I'm, I have a friendship with them now. It's independent. Yeah. Because I met them as these are Chips friends, and they're going to vet you. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, these are Ken's Ken's friends. friends. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. We're a little. It's late, guys. These are Ken's friends, and they're going to basically vet you. And if they see something that I don't see, eh. yeah. And they didn't apparently. No. So we 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 fooled them. No. <laughs> but. <laughs> no, but we're friends now independently. Yeah. And so I tried to be quiet, but we were having fun. And they gave me a puzzle box. It was a fun joke. Yeah. But at the end, I know I talked too much again. Because no, I was hanging out with my friends, too. Yeah. I do. I, I just try not. I don't know. No, it, it was good. And, and what did Ruth tell you when we were down there? And that wasn't on the air. Uh, oh. What did she tell you? I don't have to threaten your life. No, well, okay, I mean, she may have told you no, that. <laughs> I don't remember what you're getting at, though. I really don't. I don't remember what you're getting at. She said, you know, you know, she she told you, this was not with me in the room. I just happened to overhear it as, well, as I was walking by, so she repeated it, was that in some ways you're a much better match for me than Ken was. Because... That's the thing that guilt comes from for people, right? I know you said you felt guilt that... Somehow we clicked in a way. Yeah. Um, but neither of us were ready for our relationship. No. At those times of our lives. So no. we never would have met and we never would have matched up. Right. If we met each other when we were 20, we yeah. would have fought probably. Yeah. And, and the way... Ruth, I wasn't helping. Yeah. And the, way, and, and the way Ruth put it to me is like, Ken was a great partner. And he was. But you're my best friend. And that's what I needed now. And, and, and doesn't diminish what you needed then. Exactly. Exactly, and that's and that's what she was trying to tell you. I know. And and I just thought it was cool that she acknowledged that. As Ken's friend. As Ken's friend. Yeah. And, yeah. That she acknowledged that. And and I I was surprised they actually like me independently. I wasn't performing for them, but I'm always nervous and I'll talk. No. And I'm nervous. It's not performance. It's just. Yeah. Say something. Something will catch. And well, maybe well you know get, what's funny was what when we went down hmm. is that at least Ruth was concerned you didn't like them. Oh, chip. Chip and I had a great talk because uh, yeah. we drove in separately yeah. uh, to the restaurant. They right. they were waiting to go to the restaurant when we got there really. Yeah. And they're this were friends, so it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't yeah. like you guys made us wait for dinner. It was more <laughs> like okay, let's go. Yeah. Uh, and so Ch uh, Chip and I got in a car together. We've never really been hanging out, just me and him. Yeah. He's telling me all about like his job and how they met Ken, but mm -hmm. also just just uh, we were talking everything. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah. And and it was like you said they were worried that I don't like him. Why the hell? What? I, I have no reason not to like most people in general. To start, yeah. with, I like I start with like it no was, opinion, but I actually actively like them. I said, let's go to see them. Yeah, well, it, well, and that's what I told Ruth. But I, I think it, what it has to do with is that was, while you you were nervous because they were Ken's friends, they were nervous because, knowing the meta situation. Yeah, it's like they know that I'm coming into a, yeah, a, a, and, and they're my friends now too. Area, in a way. And it was funny, well, you know, what kind of was still alive, Ruth was 
Ruth apparently had told Ken when it, at one point, this like, you know, if you all ever break up, we're keeping Janelle. <laughs> yeah. She introduced them, and she could break them up if she had to. Same with me, though. If, Ken if she, was like, what? If, if as much like, as Janelle loves me. We love Janelle. It's like, we're keeping Janelle. <laughs> the thing is, Ruth said the same thing to me, though. It's true. Yeah. Like, honestly, if, if Ruth was like, I don't like them anymore, yeah. she could probably be like, Janelle, you got to leave them. And she'd be like, okay. No. I'm dumping them out the window. No. No. I know. She wouldn't yeah. do that. But, no, like, in all reality, Ruth and you have this similar thing where yeah. each of you is almost like the wise woman for the other one. It's well, so yeah. Weird. Well, she has her you're own. Because you're both cir- people who have circles. Yeah. Yeah. She has her own circle. And it's like a lot she, of those are at Dragon Con. Oh, my God. At Dragon Con, she is the mom of everybody. Yeah. All the, all the younger yeah, people. She totally is. All the older people. Anybody who needs any kind of moment of, of, of level-headedness, uh-huh. is right. Yeah. she's right there for that. Yeah, and she's, she's like that all, all year round with, with her, her circle of friends. And funny. And then I have my circle of She'll friends. She'll give you the funny comment that'll make you laugh your way out of the misery. Yeah. I and, love her. And, and, and so when it's like when I bring my people down to Dragon Con, my people kind of meld into her circle of friends. But it's really her. It's Ruth <coughs> Warner. It's not my corner. It's Ruth's corner. Yeah, they decide where we're sitting, and we all hang out there all yep. week, all, yep. all Dragon Con. Yep. All Dragon Con. Yeah. It's amazing, though, because yeah. it's like everybody knows that's where you go. For, yeah. It's for, a spot. And, and if you're feeling, like, overwhelmed by the crowd, you go there, and there's a stillness and peace, uh-huh. and you hang out, and, and there's no pressure. Yeah. I was a train wreck all week until uh-huh. the, the nights, whenever we went over to the spot every night. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. And the, I love Dragon Con at that point. Yeah. I didn't have to be... Yeah, you could just be you. Yeah. She's got a great, great thing going, uh-huh. and and Chip's hilarious. Oh yeah, Chip's hilarious. And uh, I think both of us, Chip and I, both know who's in charge. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We're good. Okay. And and as long as you give me enough uh, leash to work with, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm good. But I'm one of those yappy little dogs, so. But yeah. You you got a, you got a purse dog with me. That's what you got. <laughs> I'll bite anyone but you. You pet me. <laughs> Stuff you back in there and shut it because we can't have dogs in this room. <laughs> Not allowed. It's court. Okay. I'll be quiet. No, but uh, yeah, it's so it, it it's it's interesting. But you know, I, it's like I, I love Ruth and and she has she has helped. You know, when when Ken died and when I started dating you, she was the one. Uh, like uh, when I'm struggling with my emotions and not feeling guilty over everything she was the one helping me sort out those feelings and candace between the two of them you have wise friends yes you, you, the people that you bring to you are people yeah. who can give you some some sort of wisdom and it's not because it's, you need that it's not you're taking it from them yeah but they are people people that you can identify with almost are all wise yeah yeah it, it's kind of like we have we have this council of wise women and and I'm a we, wise guy. I'm not well, a, I mean, like Candace has her own circle no, too. No, wise. I, I make jokes. I see this stuff, but I'm yeah. not going to work on the process the way you guys yeah. do. You guys are like, well, you can't be like that. I'm like, well, okay. I'm more like, let's just break it for a minute and see what happens. But you know, no, Candace has her own circle too. Yeah. And and Sorry. so ha- having women who are enough like me. That when I'm having an issue, I have somebody I can talk to, and they both, you yeah, know, you know, it, it's it's a really great thing, and it's like I've never had that before in my life, and I'm I'm very very grateful. 
it's a great place to be at our age. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Because everybody looks to people our age for something if we let them. You know? Yeah. People, I try to avoid being considered uh, helpful in that way. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Because it's a lot of work. But I can give you the quick idea and maybe uh, that's as much as I have to yeah. give on that because I want to be creative too. I don't, yeah. You know, for me, yeah. I can't. I have to manage my mood all day. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, at our age, we need we need other people who, who can help us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah, each of them has been extremely helpful to me and like working through my own issues and not putting stuff on you that you don't need and it's not yours you know I have to, we both did that yeah I was thinking about the difference between our relationship uh-huh. in the beginning and now yeah and uh, I was right before bed so I don't remember the exact details but I, I just remember thinking that you were approaching things from a very much protect yourself way in the beginning yes you know, I was. We, we had a lot of ground rules for each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had ground rules. And <laughs> a lot of them ended up kind of being uh, negotiated later. Yeah. Because, like, I, I had things like, well, I'll never, ever borrow a cent from you. <laughs> but in a sense, like, if I'm not getting paid yet, we we're we we're a couple now. So I'm like, I can need to buy yeah. something small. Yeah. Small. So yeah. I don't, I, I'm not going to spend a ton of money on a new computer. Yeah. I do. Yeah. You know, but if it's like, well, if I get... Uh, New pair of shoes or something. Glasses help me out, and I'll help you out later. You know, yeah. we're a partnership now, and it's yeah. hard for me to think that way. Well, yeah. I never had a partnership like that. Yeah, and that is something I did not have with Keith, but I did have with Ken, and so at least that part I have kind of learned already. Yeah. And that's in a marriage. That's what I want is I want a partnership. Same. And so it comes down to other things like I can run an errand for you. You don't have to think about that anymore. Yeah. And so we, we work it out, and, and, and it's not like we have to be on our own defending ourselves behind walls. Yeah. We're behind no wall. You know, we're in a moat. A moat. <laughs> I like moats. <laughs> Keep the bad guys out, and we're fine. Yeah. We can cross it if we want to. But, uh, but yeah. No moat between each other. Ruth and Chip are awesome, and BJ and Chris are going to get to the point that they're awesome, too. In terms of their uh, dynamic. With, yes. with each other without without misunderstanding the miscommunication. Yeah. That's so. the main issue. It's not like a, they are already awesome. Well, you know what I mean, yeah. but a, as a partnership. But, but imagine though, okay, you know As how, a partnership, because they're how, not awesome yet. They're working on it. Can I explain the little difference? The reason okay. I identify a lot with BJ is because mm-hmm. without you, I'm her. Ah, okay. Understand? Yeah. When I met you, I started seeing, wait, there's some balance in life too. Uh, I wanted balance my whole life. I'm looking for this concept of balance. Mm-hmm. And I realized for me, it's not going to be sitting and being balanced it's going to be moving and not falling okay right but when you're moving and you keep falling because there's no no one central yeah you know because they both have chris chris is a different thing he's very stable too in certain ways yeah but they have a different dynamic yeah and it requires a little more movement and motion and adapting yeah and say even you and i yeah uh you put up with so much you know what i mean without we getting weird about it i say things that other people would be like, what do you mean by that? Like, I was just saying something, test it. I want to see what that felt like to say that. And, and you're like, okay. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I didn't mean it though, but I realized now I didn't mean it because I was thinking about something else. <laughs> and we work it out. But I've gotten healthier. Yeah. I've gotten healthier because you're so stable as a person. And, and you're not, you're not, you don't need to be stable for anybody. You just naturally are. Yeah. Right? I know. No one's, it, it, when people make you stable, they try to enforce a stable opinion of you. It doesn't feel good. Right? Right. 
certain friends have said, like, I never thought Janelle would get upset. Like, say, your second circle. Yeah. yeah. Let's say. That's a, that's a harder harder thing uh, to take, especially when you know that I'm doing my best, and I'm naturally pretty good at it, but people are leaning too hard on that thing that's already not perfectly easy. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm like, yeah, I have my meltdown moments. Mm. I have, I have, but I'm very resilient. It's really not that I'm, well, okay, I am stable, but it's, it's also I have, I'm extremely resilient. I bounce back quickly. And you're fluid, you're fluid, but you centralize. Yeah. You, you flow, but you centralize. So you like, uh, I, I, I'm just saying from outside uh, perspective, you don't need my outside perspective. You tell me you. I'm being asked. Tell me what you do. It, it It's really... Uh, you have another one. No, yeah, oh, it's empty. Ah. Um, I'm not trying to be weird. I just like... Yeah. Don't you have another Okay. Um, let's see. I am, I am very stable. I am very grounded. And I can, uh, you know, I have a natural affinity for, you know, making things an adventure instead of a crisis. So I tend to try to do that too. There, so there, that's how I can speak your language enough to learn that. from you. But there are certain people who will try to lean on me too hard. And I cannot, over the long term, I can carry the weight of others in the short term. Mm. But I cannot do that for... I can probably do it longer than most people, truthfully, but I can't do that forever. Right. Because it's not my job to carry other people, not even my kids. You're one of those people, though, that, that, that will try to help people get to the point where they can carry themselves. Exactly. And they'll still be able to come back when they yeah. need to. Yeah, yeah. But it's like if there's a level where they're yeah. like, well, I need the free ride all the time. Yeah, that, uh, that's from emotional, where, you know, yeah, that's where, I, that's where I start to get really weighed down. And I do have my meltdowns and my moments where I just lose my shit. And I'm freaking out or whatever it happens to be. And, and, and this isn't about, like, um, any kind of material stuff. It's more emotional. No. We're talking emotional. It, yeah. Anybody who leans constantly and never, never tries to stand on their own is hard to deal yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm like, I've learned over the years that I really have to distance myself from those type of people. Right. And that's part of the reason I'm so stable. Because if I were constantly trying to carry... You have to counterbalance everyone in your life who's like that. Yeah. And then you get unbalanced. Yeah. And, and that, that was, that's where, you know, circling back around to our last conversation was where the loving with attachment came in. It's because I was trying. That's why I like the moat metaphor. Loving with attachment for me. It's no walls. Yeah. But like, there's a space. You've got to get across it before we're going to. Yeah. You know. And, and, and it could be, <clears throat> I, I did try to carry those people to the point where they weren't carrying themselves and you they're carry freaking up to safety up. and then let them figure it out. It, yeah. And, and th that I can do, Yeah, but I can't just constantly carry you all the fucking time. You have your time. own job in a sense. You can't I, be doing everyone else's job. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's when I lose myself. And so that's what I have to watch. And that's, and I watch for it too. Cause I can see it when it yeah. starts happening a little, like, yeah. especially when there's something you have to deal with. Mm -hmm. And so maybe you don't have the resources to balance yourself. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to protect you a little. And I run interference, uh, not necessarily uh, in the house, but like in general, yeah. like if you need an errand, yeah, I'm going to try to do it. And it helped a lot. Because, I mean, you know what Those I mean? Those little things help so much. Oh, good. Good. And, and honestly, my last relationship, a lot of our arguments were like, you know, it's the little things that matter, she'd say. Mm -hmm. like, okay, but every 
time I've ever done a little thing, you've never appreciated it. Mm-hmm. And you've always shit on it in a way. And I'm not blaming her. I'm just saying the dynamic of our relationship was unhealthy for both of us. And yeah. I was resenting her. Every time we ever did anything for each other, there was a deal. Mm-hmm. I needed a pack of cigarettes, so I'll rub your feet. Yeah. Ten minutes. I said five. You know, we were negotiating bullshit. Yeah. And I love rubbing your feet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's different because it's like there's appreciation. It's not about praise. Ever. Yeah. It's stupid to, have, to expect praise. That's, that's like external validation. Yeah. But it's like if I'm sitting here, I'm tired, my shoulder hurts, but I'm going to rub your foot. Yeah. Because I love you and I want you to know that. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I tried a little of that, but I tried it too early and I stopped doing it too early probably. Mm-hmm. And also maybe there was no way for us to ever connect at a certain level. Yeah. Based on things that happened in our relationship. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, appreciation. I think that's what it really comes down Acknowledgement. to. Acknowledgement. That's what it is. Not appreciation. Acknowledgement. Yeah. Yeah. Acknowledging it. Saying, yeah. I understand that you're tired, but thank you so much for, you, you cook, you're, you know, mm-hmm. you do things. And, 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 and I think that that's where the weight comes heavy on me is when, when I'm doing some, uh, all these things for another person and they're not appreciating it and they're no. taking advantage of the situation. Taking it for granted. And they're taking it for granted. And I'm, that's the problem with long-term help is like people start yeah. to assume that that's the way it is forever. Yeah. And that's not, that's not okay. And that's when I start to get weighted down when I start feeling unappreciated. Because I know I'm a powerful person. I know that I can do a lot. And it'll and so make I, you stronger and all, but who needs to be stronger right now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, who needs a weight training when we're just getting used to our new yeah. uh, capabilities, so to speak, in life? Like, mm-hmm. ability to, for me, go down to the coffee shop and not worry. Like, talking to the person across the counter. Yeah. That's a big deal for me. I yeah. did sales, and it was like a big deal. So I feel like I've got enough progress. I get to rest for a minute yeah. and enjoy the fruits of that. Yeah. You know? Uh, I'm sorry to bring it back to me, but um, <laughs> my brother called me. I mean, he's the one that I have a weird dynamic with where he helped me get up in the past and he was mm-hmm. pushing so hard that I hated him. He'd keep me from being suicidal. I wasn't ever going to hurt, I would ever hurt myself. But I was literally at the point where I was like, I really hope I can be so miserable that I just cease to exist. Yeah. In a way, like you go all the way to the bottom, maybe your life force stops. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. You know? <laughs> so I was in those moments where I was like miserable and I'm not moving forward because I was in my own way. Yeah. And he'd get me moving by making me a little annoyed at him. But he'd also be like, you got to be positive and think positive. Sales mindset and all that shit. So we had a great talk the other day. Mm-hmm. But now he knows that every time he calls me, I'm going to give him a pep talk. He's going to hate me. <laughs> so the only way out of that is to fix his life to screw me over. <laughs> if that's what motivates him, go for it, man. He's so competitive, though. I don't get competition <laughs> like that. It's like, there's no winner well, in life. Yeah, yeah. But okay, I guess. Yeah. All right, we had to take a quick break. Then I'm going to pause so that we can, I can edit this out if I want to. Okay, but before you pause, I just want to say that you got raided by the CIA. Oh. They were telling too many truths. Uh-huh. And I like to control that, so. Yeah. But we're still here. We're we still have, broadcasting, people. We, we hit the people. laptop. We're good. Yeah. So. We're an underground bunker. <laughs> But, um, yeah, we were talking about uh, people leaning on me too much because they think, I I don't know, it's weird. And honestly, I've always (coughs) had given people that impression, even in high school, it was like people would put me on this weird pedestal. Like Like you knew everything. Yeah. Or that you were the one who could answer all their problems. Yeah, which is why I never dated in high school because even the guys I did kind of date, 
I was telling me is this weird attainable, unattainable thing that like you were you were more like a source of of answers or, or wisdom. Yeah, it was. Like you it weren't was, gonna have a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Because I was too much. I, I, I get that. I get people seeing that in you. Like. Yeah. You you, you also you have this um, you when you say something you say it very definitively because you thought it out. Yeah. And so when people really think about whatever you said, it usually has a point of view that is broadly applicable yeah to their situation so it's hard to relate to someone who seems to know what the hell's going on when you don't you you almost want to be at the same level of dysfunction and malfunction as yeah. the person you're with yeah sorry which um, unfortunately leads to really bad relationships in a lot of cases yeah you don't want to be judged though and and i think yeah. people assume oh yeah that that's you true. would judge them that's true a actually i remember uh one of the first, it might have been the first Dragon Con I went to by myself without Keith. It's like um, I, I met a guy there that I dated for a very short period of time, but it was it was funny because he he's like he said people think you're a narc and I'm like what? Yeah. I, see the thing about pedestal. I mean, I I, I, I have I mean I, I examine what people say like when yeah. they use a, say a metaphor. Um, I often examine it as like, okay, so what exactly are they, they're referring to? Mm -hmm. It's almost like though they put you at a podium. Yes. <laughs> you know, they put you as the judge of them. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I noticed there's some people in the second circle that kind of seem to try to ask you for approval. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't do that. Yeah. And people who like truly know me, no, I don't do that. And that's how you get into the first circle yes it's by acknowledging you, that you don't do that yeah like, yeah yes, that's exactly exactly it it's like i don't judge people and we all have our own stories we all have our own you path wouldn't be i'm so not gonna warm. be like you wouldn't feel so good to be around if you were a judgmental person yeah i know it, which is why i find that so bizarre you do you do pass uh not judgment but what you do is you state it you yeah. say this is why you're not getting the results you're asking for yeah and and as a woman, you have a way of doing that delicately. <laughs> okay, yes. As me, I, 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 I jump right in too quick, and I'm like, wait, okay, so you say you need something that you don't have, uh -huh. but you do have something that would function. Yeah. Uh, so let's try to make that work. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to hear that. They want to hear, I don't have what I need. Mm. And that's hard, uh, and it's not a bad, it's not like a, a judgment on my part either. Yeah. But I'm, I'm solution-oriented. But it's really, it's really they're judging themselves. Right. And they don't want to hear you adding exactly what they're thinking yeah uh and that's the problem but 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 you don't do that you do this thing like okay well think about this every time you do that how does that make you feel yeah you tell them the real deal and then they're yeah. like oh wait okay i get that a little but <laughs> and you do that to me all the time <laughs> but, which is fine but, <laughs> well, we all way. need that we do we all need that and, and, and it's like but we yeah there, there's a certain element that is always just seeing me as I don't know. Yeah, is is like I'm judging them, and I'm like, I'm not just because I don't do what you do. For me. Yeah. Or or you know even if I'm like yeah I'm not sure that's a good idea. I'm not gonna tear you down over it. Because maybe it is a good idea for you. Yeah. That's I, how I feel. Yeah. I'm like maybe I would never do that one thing you just did, but you did it for your reason, and maybe there's something you're gonna get yeah. out of that that I would never get. Yeah. But right now, from where I am, if I'm going in the direction I chose. Yeah. I can't do what you just did. Yeah. But doesn't mean that that's not a valid way to go. Yeah. Per se. So, so, so it's like, and I know I give people that impression. Because you know so much, and you're right. Like, 
<laughs> the thing is, I was thinking too this morning. I was laughing when I was making your coffee too early. By the way, <laughs> oh, you were sleeping in today, and I made your coffee an hour early. Yeah. So I was up and like it I was so well sweet. I woke up and there's cold, cold coffee. coffee. <laughs> the nightstand for but, me. <laughs> but the thing is, I was thinking. What was I thinking? Oh, I remember that in our conflict in my past relationship, it was always a matter of like, can't you just say that I'm always right? She'd she'd say as a joke. But kind of a, you know, it was a joke. We were joking each other. Ooh, really, it was funny wow. at the time. Yeah. Funny, but you heard the darkness that yeah. I put out. Yeah. There was a little level of that, of like ego battle. Mm. Uh, so, uh, she, but she was like, can you just know I'm always right? And I'm like, but thing is, technically, if we're looking at the facts, they're not. But I was, I, I was like, <laughs> I was thinking that to myself. I was like, that's not necessarily a good way to go. That's when I decided I'm not going to be blaming anybody, and I'm not going to be pushing my agenda on what happened to our relationship. It's yeah. Time. And it was for the best for everybody. Yeah. And let us move on in peace. Yeah. She made her choices because they were the right ones for her. Yeah. But my choices for being right for me, I had, I couldn't choose what I wanted to do. Right. And vice versa because it would conflict. Yeah. Um, so that's just how that worked. And But with you, though, I don't think you're, I think you are always right. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, what it, I, I don't mean that as like a kissing up thing, but it's like when it comes down to it, unless there's a data piece that we don't share right. about something like where I, I'm saying, well, the reason I really said that is because, yeah. or the reason I did that because I had a, a thought that if I did that, it would save me this. And, you know, like we can explain it and talk about it. And then maybe yeah. I, I was, I was about, I'm not invalidated by you being right. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't feel, I have to feel invalidated by you pretty no. much having the gist of, of the right way to go on anything. Uh, and your stuff, you know what you're doing mm-hmm. and you need some support and all. But you're generally right, you know? So <laughs> okay. if, if I have no clue, best bet is talk to you. But not yeah. in a way that leans on you. Yeah. You know? In, in, in some of my adult relationships, sometimes I feel like I'm the mom, you know? And it's like, I don't want to be anybody's mom, except for my kids. I will be their mom. Right. They're my kids. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey. And yeah. I, I, honestly. I'm just joking. I was, I was going to make a joke. Like, you know, we could do something on this. Just kidding. Just teasing. And, and, and honestly, I mean, I think that's part of the reason my, my kids are as well adjusted as they are. Right. It's because they're their own people. You want functioning adults. And, yes. And, and when you tell kids. Yeah. To listen to the adults at all times. And the adult, the kids have eyes. Mm-hmm. They realize the adults don't know any better than they do. They just have more data. Yeah. And their and, hearts are going to be the same almost always. It's just a matter of balancing those hearts. And I've always looked at raising kids as like I'm trying to raise functional adults. You have to acknowledge, I think the, the key to, to raising that functional adult is acknowledging that even I, your father, my son, mm-hmm. I don't have all the answers. Yeah. But what I can do is I can teach you to look with your eyes mm-hmm. and see things I don't see. And understand right. that you have a way out of yeah. anything. Yeah. But I'm not going to give you my answer for you. Yeah. Like, and, I will to a degree when you don't have one. Yeah. That's all I can do. And, and I mean, that's part of the reason I, you know, let my kids play with bullies when they were little. Because they'd learn about bullies. Yeah, because they'd learn about bullies and learn how to stand up for themselves. And work. that's part of the reason, you know, I have let them, I've, I, I treat my kids differently because each of them is individuals and they each have individual strengths and weaknesses. And it's always to me. And so I'm sorry. trying to teach them how to 
play to their strengths mm-hmm. and to learn to deal with acknowledge their own weaknesses flip their weaknesses right. into strengths um i've made i i've got three really strong if you look at kids it, a gaming family is very easy to discuss this stuff with yeah uh you can say okay so everyone has a character class a fighter is good at fighting, mm-hmm. but they're not good at casting spells or hiding the, the party. Right. The rogue will hide the party. Yeah. You know, whoever's got the talent has a weakness in mm-hmm. response. And I always used to say when I was working on myself really heavily. Yeah. That um, every merit or every uh, flaw is basically a, an inverted virtue. Yeah. So if you find the right people who can support the rest of the group that you're in. Yeah. You don't have a weakness. Yeah. You have a strength that you, you can push all the way with. So that's that's what I try to teach my son in a way. It's like we were working as a family. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, in that family, mom was the strength, the, the strong one. You know, her way mm-hmm. was strong compared mm-hmm. to mine. Mine was like, eh, just keep bouncing until you find a door. Yeah. Like you accidentally find a door because you can't see anything. Yeah. So you just bounce and you find yourself out of the situation. That helps sometimes, mm-hmm. not all the time. Yeah. You know? But but I but I've always been that way, and and that's why you know in elementary school I was the the kid that the girls went to when the boys were harassing them. That's why, you know, I've I've always been that way, and I'm like I've never I've never turned anybody in. I don't narc on people. I don't. And you don't really turn people down when they ask for help. No. You just find a way to be like, how do we make this functional? And yeah. Helpful to you? Yeah. So it's it, just a matter of uh, respect, in a way. Like, respecting yeah. that you're a person who's dealing with everything they deal with, too. Yeah. It's a thing. Like, maybe not the exact events. Yeah. Right? But you deal with the same daily life that everyone deals with. Yeah. And you've dealt with loss, and you've dealt with different losses. And yet you're still standing, mm-hmm. and you should be an example, not a um, a resource. Yeah, or a crutch. A cr- yeah, like, not, not a drainable resource, you know what I mean? Yeah. A resource is, friends are resources to a degree, but you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and that's... That's where I have to, I had to learn to put put up my own boundaries because there are people out there who will totally take advantage of a person like me. Mm-hmm. And and that was and key. The great thing though is that if you're yeah. smart and you look around, you can see that happening. Yeah. And you can still be okay with it because you're like they need it more than I do right now. Yeah. But yeah. you make that choice. Yeah. Yeah. To it, let them suck, conscious, suck you dry. You know. Yes, as a conscious Makes choice. Sense. And, but at some point... And I don't mean them, say, them. I'm not talking about any them. I'm talking yeah. about generalized them. Yeah, and, you know? but at some point you have to say, you know what, enough is enough. You have... Yeah, I need to live too right now, so yeah. don't suck all my blood right now. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, you're, you're very kind, and you've helped uh, friends in need uh, to pay their electrical bill. Yeah. Things like that. Uh-huh. Um, there was a friend I haven't met. You know, you've taken care of her bill for a few months. Yeah. Because she needed it at that time. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. But you don't advertise that because if you do, you got everybody ripping you apart like piranhas. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't always do that. Yeah. And I'm sorry to advertise that, but well, you, know, no, you, you mean, can stand up for us. We'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't always do that. I don't always have the financial resources to be able to do and, that. And having no self-esteem for me. Is what allowed me to empty my pocket to help somebody. Yeah. I didn't care what happened to me per se. Yeah. I had a pack of cigarettes in my pocket and I had five bucks. I'm giving away the five bucks mm-hmm. if I need to. Uh, yeah. But that was also also a self-destructive thing yeah. to a degree. I was yeah. like, you know what? 
Like a McNanny hopper. Yeah, habit. if, like, I'm not trying to be a martyr. Right. And I wasn't being a martyr because I didn't want the attention, but I was like, eh. Yeah. You know, it was more mm-hmm. like, okay, this guy's crying and I want him to stop crying or something. Yeah. You know? And so finding those boundaries, that's a hard thing to do. But, you mm-hmm. know, I, I think I've done pretty well with that. There, There's a few things that still need to, it seemed to be headed in the right direction. Let's put it that way. Doing well. Yeah, and so I'm I'm encouraged yeah. by the way things are going, but it hasn't been an easy road. And but I when I when I decide that somebody is worth helping, it's like I will help them to the best of my abilities. And help to you is teaching them a way or, or allowing them to find a way. Yeah. To stand up enough that when you need it, they could help you. Yeah. It's not it's not a selfish thing either. It's just like friends are mutual. Yeah. Friends are never one-sided. Yeah. And I think the zero-sum game that some people play in their heads of, if I win, someone loses. Yeah. Or if I have it, they don't. It's interesting. Cause that's, a, that's a bad mentality that keeps you stuck in life. It's interesting because when we first started dating, that was kind of where you were. What? The zero-sum thing. Well, it was. I tried to invert it at least. And yeah. I said, well, if I take something for myself, no one else has it. That was my mentality. Yeah. It was a martyrdom. Yeah. It was a certain martyrdom, but it was also, for me... Uh, a fulfillment of a narrative that I've been yeah. ingrained with in my life that everything I take for myself is taken from my family. Yeah. So, first thing to go with anything I need. I didn't get a haircut. For 20 years, I shaved my head. Ugh. You know? You have nice hair. That's Apparently. a shame. I thought I was a bald guy. You have great hair. But also, like, um, only thing I needed, I thought, to be level was a pack of cigarettes and some tea. Every yeah. day. Yeah. You know, or actually mm-hmm. probably two packs of cigarettes are really working, you know. <laughs> but it's like, it wasn't super expensive. No more expensive than the ice cream yeah. that would come home and it wasn't mine, you know. Like, yeah. Things that were for other people. Mm-hmm. Maybe not every day, but enough. You know, it wasn't taking more than my fair share, and I didn't eat a lot. Mm-hmm. I just ate the wrong stuff. Is there vegan ice cream? There is. Oh. Yep. Okay, I just sorry. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff about ice cream. <laughs> you know that vanilla and strawberry flavors? Uh-huh. The way they bind them to the ice cream? Uh-huh. They use a, a fluid that comes out of a beaver's butthole. What? There's a gland right near the beaver's butthole. No shit. It's, uh, it's literally a beaver fluid that is based in the anus. <laughs> and they process it, and they use it to bind the strawberry flavor and the vanilla flavor of, of any kind of, like, if you have a pure vanilla bean, you're fine. Vanilla beans. Fine. I'm, I'm sticking to Briars from now on. It is Briars though. Briars does it. Briars is the one that has good ones. You can yeah. get good ice cream from Briars. Yes. Yeah, but there are other ice cream companies that do like an artificial vanilla mm-hmm. or a strawberry, and you end up with a little beaver uh, juice in your. Uh, oh, mm. oh my God, that's. But there's a lot of weird shit about food. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to just, like totally take you off track on that. I'm you didn't. Sorry. I uh, I felt bad about telling you. <laughs> you don't want to know these things. No, I don't want to But I remember when she was going on her uh, vegetarian uh, quest, Uh veggie quest, which honestly was a totally different quest than mine. (laughs) I was trying to be a vegetarian years before her. Yeah. And she's like, why are we buying two sets of groceries? I'm like, all I'm buying every day is this Mexican, or or, no, South Tex-Mex corn rice mix that tasted Uh okay. And I ate that every day. It was like three bucks worth of a meal. Oh, yeah. Why would we keep buying double groceries? Because I bought a separate package of my food. And so I couldn't be a vegetarian. I had to decide to like me. Uh, and I did, and I decided forever. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it was like, because I was going through a weird thing with all the weird mental stuff, and I yeah. felt guilty about eating food. 
And I was like, wait, we live in a universe where you can't eat without killing anything. <laughs> so yeah. I give up. But uh, I'm sorry. That, that was just a random thought. Yeah. Anyway. I know. I, I, by all means, honestly, the more you talk, the better. <laughs> but I don't know. Life is an adventure. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. And there are going to be highs and lows. And and just because you're in a low does not mean... You're permanently in a low. You're in a permanent... Yeah, exactly. Like think of it more or less as a landscape you have to climb than a, a bunch of waves that if you if you hold on to some uh -huh. degree, you're going to go up eventually. Yeah. But also, if you move at all, you're going to go up eventually. Yeah. Any direction you move, you're going to yeah. go up if you're down. Any direction. Yeah. Except down. So I guess I'm a liar. I'm fucked. Sorry, guys, I lied to you. <laughs> but you know what I mean. But it, it took it took me kicking Keith out and actually finding real friends. And, and that you took had a to while. blank off the screen a little bit. You had to delete the file in a way of, of your mentality, the story he was telling you about yourself. Oh yeah, no, no, I totally. I, I mean, he 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 told me what a bitch I was and what an ice queen I was and all that. You are so frigid though. Uh yeah, and all the time. and I I went through a period of proving him wrong and then realizing that was dumb because, because I was being externally validated even though he didn't know yeah. you were you were attempting at that in some way right yeah and um you don't get external validation in life no like it, it, but I had to go through that process in order to realize that right like to really own it and I'm like uh, when I was a kid and too. even when I was a teenager I had a but much better sense of myself but I was still kind of like... You hadn't met the right people yet to, yeah. to, to appreciate you. Yeah. And, and, and so I, I was still... Uh, kind of like if you imagine like a wave that has one end tied to the ground. Uh -huh, and it's yeah. just like waving all over the place. That's okay. kind of how I was when I was earlier. When I, you know, before I met Keith, and then you were crowded, but you were flapping a little. In the yeah, the yeah, I was still trying to figure myself out, and and when I met Keith, you were rooted. I, I, yeah, but at the same time, it was like my the the wave. If it were like a reed or something, I started to wither because he right. just when he was there totally sucked the life out of me. He grabbed on the other end and started pulling. Yeah, and. So when I got rid of him, all right, I have this withered plant, but it's still got a strong root. Mm. And so I kind of waved around again trying to... Had to wait for spring and you could build it again. Yeah, but it was stronger. Mm. It was stronger after that. And when I met Ken, it got really solid. Like, this is who I he am. Wasn't, he wasn't taken. Totally. No. He was like, let's stand together and Yeah, and he, he appreciated me for who I am, and he helped me be who I always was supposed to be. And so when he died, it hurt, but it didn't take away from me. It didn't uproot you. Yeah. But maybe you weathered again a little. Well. Everyone would, right? Yeah. I, uh, it's more like, it, it's like. I wouldn't say I withered. Okay. I, I would say that I was grown in one direction towards the sun, and then all of a sudden the sun moved. You know, 
Gotcha. And so I had to turn directions. <laughs> I see, yeah. Yeah. But you're still growing. You just had a... Yeah. A, 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 Suddenly built some character in the plant. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. So trees. like I got a little kink in the in the trunk, but you know. But it's kinky. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, but um, but yeah, that that's more like he, he it's like even him dying him dying sucked, but it didn't really wither me. It okay. just kind of be. It's like I had. Course correction. Yeah, a course correction exactly because when you know when he was alive we had an idea of what our future was going to be like. And then when he died, I'm like, okay, that's not happening. So we're going to go this direction instead. I, I have this thing where it kind of maybe, for most people's sake, I, they'd say maybe I conflate different things. But for me, I have an abstraction layer uh -huh. of life. So money and emotional energy to me are identical. You can get your food. Okay. You can get a sandwich from either. Okay. You know, truly. Like, if you're hanging out with a friend and they're like, I'm going to buy a sandwich, but I'm going to hang out with you, so let me buy you a sandwich. Okay. And, you know, it sounds shitty, and, and it could be. People do use it for manipulation. Mm -hmm. But but uh, cause and effect are all that matters. So, I guess, similar parallel to when you left and you found that you had all these resources because he wasn't taking your money. Keith. Yeah. Keith wasn't taking your money, and you suddenly realize, wait, I'm actually doing okay. Yeah. For me, the amount of energy I was pumping out to survive mm -hmm. in my marriage was available to me. And I ended up finding out that life was a lot easier than I thought it was. Yeah. In some ways. I'm not talking about feeding myself well. Mm -hmm. But emotionally, I could get through the day. Mm -hmm. I could eat ramen and have a great day. Yeah. When I was living with my friend Troy. Yeah. And I didn't need as much as I thought I did. Because yeah. when you feel like you're being drained dry, you feel like you need more. Yeah. For me, it was like creative equipment that I'll never use because I have no creativity left. Yeah. Really, the answer was... I don't feel like I have enough creative energy left at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. That's my money, you know? Yeah. My clay or whatever. So it's fun. It's funny uh, that we think that way. I feel like I, I, I had a similar thing. I don't know if that I was ever rooted, but I was getting drained because I was giving away everything that I yeah. had to work with. Mm -hmm. It sucks. So I'm glad it, that it, we're not doing that to each other. No, no. Well, I mean, honestly, with you, um, it's like, okay, I had this, I have this kink in the trunk, which was Ken dying, and now my, my trees are starting to blossom, which it never did before, and that's pretty damn cool. I love you. <laughs> I love you, too. <laughs> I see the thing that happens in my head. This is one of the things I wanted to address. Okay. The reason I talk today much is often I'm going through my Rolodex of ways to feel. But a lot of times there's a big, long story about it to find my way to where I really feel. Yeah. I do this on my own quietly, mostly, uh, when I'm by myself. Mm -hmm. we, we do a podcast, I have to talk, so it comes out mm -hmm. as me talking. I'm going through a Rolodex of, of opinion, almost, of opportunities to to learn or change my mind or, or mm -hmm. figure out what's really going on. Yeah. So you're telling that story, and there's a little, not even a trigger, but just a little like, is that joke time? No, it's not joke time. You know? Uh... I call it random, it's ram, random asshole memory. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> I have random asshole memory. <laughs> and so a lot of times someone like, uh, who's very stable and wants to be rooted at all times in mm -hmm. a prior relationship, I would flip through a million opinions along with the fact that I was associative. And that's why maybe I have a Rolodex. Yeah. Uh, but my mind would change a lot. And she's yeah. like, you didn't say that. I said that yesterday, but today I'm saying this. Mm -hmm. 
never has a chance to change because she has a fixed mentality on you. Yeah. She was iconifying me the same way we, we talked about. Like when I had my hat and my beard, and I figured if I ever want to disappear, I get rid of the hat mm-hmm. and I shave my beard. No one would know me in my town because it's all they ever saw. Yeah. But it's like people iconify each other. They don't want to know each other. Yeah. And it goes back, loop, full circle, mm-hmm. back to the cult of happiness thing. Yeah. If you ever want to know anyone and not feel alone in life, yeah, you have to be willing to accept them as who they are. Yeah. It's a little bow. Yeah. That's why I wonder, because sometimes you find a way to get the bow. Yeah. I love you. I'm sorry, <laughs> I had to say that. Now we can talk about whatever you want. No, no, I, I, I think that I think that's that's great, and and it, and I that is part of what I've always done is trying to accept people for who <coughs> they are and where they are. Right. Because sometimes. Where they are, it does not match up with who they are. If I wanted to love you my know? dad at all, at times, yeah. I had to accept him as who he was at yeah. that moment. Yeah. He comes home to apologize by bringing home presents because he got a, one of those giant paychecks where he's going to blow half of it on booze and, mm-hmm. and gambling, but he's yeah. also got a little extra, so he buys $200 worth of toys for everybody. Yeah. Great day. Accept that, you know? Yeah. Uh, and he meant it. He just didn't know how to mean it every day. Yeah. You know? And that's fine. Yeah. And, and uh, I think that is where, that's where I find my solid, solid ground. And so there, there's a is way, lear- I'm sorry. Well, no, is, is learning to accept people for who they are and for where they are in their story. Because everybody's got a different story and everybody has a path to go. And if you recognize the fact that maybe they're not who they're supposed to be yet. Who they want to be. Or who they want to be yet. But they are where they are at the moment. And if you can see where they want to go and you can help them take a step towards that, that is about the best thing you can do for a person. Right. And and that's kind of what I try to do with people. And, and, it's and like I try to help them. You take them on their terms, and if they say they want to do something with their life, you push them. And if you push at all, you yeah. pull or, or you you uh, encourage them to yeah. follow that positive path that you know they could do. Yeah. And you see the way that they could go where they find the easy easy traveling. Yeah. And and you give that to them. I try. Yeah. But I can't explain it all the time mm-hmm. uh, because I, I go flying all over the place and maybe I know what I'm talking about, but I'm not talking about the right level. Like we said with the stupid joke, uh, the guy, when you were reading, the one guy said, I can't believe you guys are all saying this. Were you really on the Marianas Trench? Mm-hmm. Some people are at that level of like, how yeah. do I get food today? Yeah. How do I not uh, get hit by lightning? Yeah. They're not thinking about bigger things. They're thinking about survival things. Mm-hmm. And so they'll never hear you at a level of like self-improvement. Yeah. Say. And it's hard. To, I always want to go at them at the, the real level. I hate talking about weather. I hate it. Yeah. And uh, and so that's why I'll write fiction about it or something. Yeah. You know, or do a podcast. And that and that's. I think that's where probably my greatest frustration in life is at the moment yeah. is when I see somebody who has so much potential. And they don't acknowledge it. And they can't see it. Right. And they are stuck in their own psychodrama. And all they have to do is stand up out of the mud and they're good. Yeah. Just stand up and look around like me. You're as tall as me, but you're not doing it. (coughs) Or you're as tall as Janelle, you know? Yeah. 
it, and that 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 drives me crazy. Me too. <laughs> it's so like I people, get so frustrated. I don't want to circle the bowl with somebody. Yeah. But you always say that. That's a good metaphor. Yeah, the circle. And I I, yeah, I, I think it, I stole the other day. Uh, no, no, that's fine. It's, I call it circle in the toilet, circle in the bowl. Literally, it's, it's circles like, and cycles of nonsense, like yeah, the screensaver. Yeah, it, it's when you flush the toilet and the yeah. water is swirling around. You can either go down the drain or, or you or, can. Or, Pull yourself out of the toilet. Yeah. The other thing, too, is you're going to eventually go down the drain, but some people yeah. think they're in a stable orbit with it. Yeah. They're like, I want to keep being uh, sad about something that hap happened 20 years ago when I didn't even think of myself the same way I do now. Yeah. And yet I'm going to live with a story that's from the past that yeah. may not be me as another role this yeah. actor played, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, but the actor's a person, you know, like we change our, our, our opinions to a degree through yeah. life. We change our statements. But there's an essence there, and if you get in touch with that, no matter what you say and what you do, it'll always be authentic. And 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 that's where I I think dealing with dealing with trauma and authentic and going through the pain hmm. is so important because people who don't deal with it and they bury it and they put on that cult of happiness facade, mm -hmm. what they're really doing is circling the toilet. Yeah. They're not, they're never dealing it's with it. It's a form of denial. They're never dealing with it. So, you know, 20 years later, 30 years later, it's like still everything in their life is defined by that, that one moment. Every time you repeat a statement in your head, yeah. you are making it more real to you. Yeah. And so that's why I say so many different things. So I'm actually constantly trying to break my bullshit. I have a lot of bullshit still even. Yeah, I know. I mean, I've had a hell of a time trying to publish this damn book. Mm-hmm. It's done. There's a lot of projects that are pretty much damn done. Yeah. It could be published as is. Yeah. But I don't do it because I'm like, if I'm successful, that means I'm powerful and rich and I'm asshole. And that means I'm not me. And that means, it doesn't mean any of that. It just means maybe <laughs> we, we get to do the wedding menu and we get to be happy. Yeah. And it's clay, not power, you know? Yeah. It's clay instead. I can make a computer out of that. If I write a story, I can make a computer out of it. Yeah. I need a computer, you know, yeah. and I'm not going to take someone's computer to get that. If yeah. there's an extra one, yeah, whatever, you know what I mean? It, it's, 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 you change your mentality on, on something and you think about what outcome mm -hmm. is possible from here. You, mm -hmm. you see that and that's why you get frustrated people. Yeah. And, and so it's like you can have a positive outcome if you just change your mind. Yeah. And your mind is a toy. Yeah. Your heart is not. Your mind is a toy. Yeah. No matter how smart you think you are or anyone tells you you are. It's a computer. It's a game. And it's flexible. Yeah. And, and, and so I hope that whoever's listening to this. And I say you're mine. God, that sounded dark. If you hear that the wrong way and you're coming from a dark perspective, it's like I'm telling you your mind's a toy. No, your mind's not a toy. It's yours. <laughs> Ride the beast. Oh, that sounds dark. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, so are you going to have a monster that's controlling you, or are you going to be, like, riding a dragon into life? There, there, there is, there is a certain talk personality. Uh, I used to listen to talk back in one of my former lives. I used to listen to talk radio quite a bit. I don't really anymore, but I used to. And this particular <coughs> person used to say, is this the hill you want to die on? Yeah. That was the or thing. Or is this the hell you want to live in? It, like, you, and I'm like... <laughs> That totally resonated with me because if you want to like define your whole life on that one event, cool. I guess. Yeah, but you know what? Okay, is that the hill you want to die on? You want to die as being known as the person that defined you, your entire life on this one event? Would you read a book about your own life story and own personal narrative? 
You know, is there a way to redefine your narrative yeah. so that you would be willing to read your own story? Yeah. Yeah. If the answer is no, you know what? Because the story is never the truth anyway. It's just I, the, the narrative. Yeah. It's but like, you can find a better one. If, if I want to have a different story, then this is my whole, this one event is my whole definition of my life. Wow, that's a one-dimensional character. Yeah, you're not, like, you're not a real you're not a real character in a story, really. If you don't want to be that person, never get then published. you need to no. get over it and, no. and do it. You vague, know, vague generalized you. I'm not playing. But I'm, I'm just. But yeah. that 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 particular saying always resonated with me, because it's like I can't do this because somebody, you know, Else. did this to me in the past. Mm. I can't do this because well, somebody told me this in the past. That's cool. I can't do this because somebody did. You know, did this to my dad or, in the past. Or I have a perfectly functional way to do this thing, but I don't want to do it that way. Yeah. You know, like, you start, like, you hear these entrepreneur stories. And I've always been, in, like, in the past, I was anti-capitalist. Right. Mainly because I was afraid of money, in right. a way. I'm like, every time my dad got money, he got fucked up mm -hmm. with it. You know what I mean? I could never, yeah. if I had the lottery, I would never have bought, given him a million dollars. He would right. have killed himself. Yeah. Uh, I would instead pay his bills, you know? Yeah. Um... And make sure he always had whatever he wanted, you yeah. know, except for bad things, you know, yeah. or maybe even that, you know, but yeah, yeah. controlled environment, maybe, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. Regardless, uh, I was afraid of money. Mm -hmm. I saw that most people who had it were assholes. Yeah. Most people who didn't were, were assholes about getting it, you know, mm -hmm. changed my mind. Uh, but, but when it comes to, um, the, the, the entrepreneurial mindset, mm -hmm. you make do with what you have yeah. until you can afford better. Yeah. So if you want to be an entrepreneur and money for you is creativity, money for you is, is spirituality or whatever the hell you value, your yeah. fuel, you have to find a way to get it and make do with what you have because you always have something you can use. We are tool-using animals yeah. if we're animals, you know? Yeah. We, 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 we make whatever we have around us into what we need. Yeah. If you feel bad, paint a picture that looks better than your environment. Or if you can't paint, do something that makes your situation palatable. Yeah. And, and, and then you've made your whole environment better. Yeah. I, I guess. I, I don't know. Babbly. I'm, I'm not babbling, but I'm like, I go too way abstract on things. But it's like, it's really that simple. It's like, you have everything you need in, in a Western society. Yeah. Say. yeah. We, we can go to Walmart or we can go to the dollar store and buy a notebook if we want to be creative. I yeah. did that when I had no money. Yeah. I had five bucks to spare when I bought enough, you know, ravioli and stuff to eat, mm -hmm. you know? I, I was like, okay, I had a notebook too, and a pen. I could do something with that. And I have yeah. notebooks full of, of stuff I did in those months when I was living it with yeah. no power, no water, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, people did it in ancient times when we didn't have all the stuff we have today. So yeah. do it if you want it. Yeah. Otherwise, don't complain about it, really. Exactly. And that sounds cruel well, to people who are at that mentality. I, I, you know, I get that, but I have very little sympathy for it. Unfortunately, because when you have a higher vantage point, you see that you're really just hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Yeah, exactly. You that, that's what I mean. Stop circling the toilet. Yeah. I, I, that's exactly what I mean. It, it's like, you know, it, it, and uh, but on the other hand, if you want to live in that spot, if you want to live. If you want to live there, then don't make us live there. Yeah, because we, we're not doing it. We can't. Like, and it's, that not, is where, it's, not, it's not compatible with our goals. And that that is where. The, where loving with detachment comes in. Because right. if you see someone who's circling the toilet, you're going to be like, you know what? I don't want to be in the toilet. I'm going to let them do their thing. Mm. Let's get in the hot tub. Yeah, let's go get in the hot tub. And if y'all want to like, But if the turd comes in the hot tub, we're all in trouble. 
you know? I'm just saying. We got to keep the turds out. <laughs> but anyway, you get it. I get it. I, get it. I was just good at that. And I make jokes, and people, people tend to want to take everything fucking personal. Oh, it was funny today at work. They were talking about the remake. Or not the remake, uh, the a sequel to Coming Up to America. They're making a sequel. Uh, that I, That's a rumor. Okay. And they were talking about how that movie could not be made today because there's so many people who are so too damn sensitive. They're going to get over it. They have to. Society cannot persist if people get this sensitive forever. Oh, my God. It's going gonna, it's gonna to wind to a point where it's it breaks so and everyone's like, fucking fuck I'm ridiculous. laughing. I'm going to laugh instead instead of being miserable all day. Yeah, and I'm like, if you can't make fun of yourself, if you can't take yourself a little less seriously, because you know what? Humanity is ridiculous. Right. We are ridiculous. Everything we do is ridiculous. Donald Trump is president. <coughs> we are ridiculous. Yes. We are funny. It's okay? funny. It's got to be. Yeah. There's no other way to look at it without breaking and becoming tighter and tighter until society becomes a weird black hole and we all die. Yeah, and, and it's like, get over yourself. You are not the center of the universe. No matter how much. And, and the thing is, people don't always go at it. Like, oh when they God. go on these rages on yeah. online, uh, they're not necessarily... I, I'm going to make a game, by the way, called Smug, where the goal is to become the edgelord. <laughs> where you're doing uh, Mad Lib-style uh, posts about political shit, and you got to get your words, keyword, buzzwords, and near-associated near words Yeah. In. And it, it seems like a quick game I could do. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say how, because it would be too easy for someone else to, to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, but, um, regardless... People online are just, like, bored, and they're looking for a gladiatorial combat in some way. Yeah. And they're like, I need to feel important, so I'm going to make some change today by posting about some bullshit I have nothing to do with and yeah. I have no way of changing. I'm going to change your mind on that, though, and you have no power either, and we're going to pretend we did something. I, and, and I'm not going to change your mind, by the way, because it doesn't work that way. Yeah. You can't change people's minds with uh, random yelling at them. Exactly, or insulting them. The, the only way to do it is privately. With a book, say, you wrote? Mm -hmm. You can get people to think on their own yeah. and make up their own mind and be more level-headed. Even if they don't agree with what the stance of the author is, they're going to think more freely than they will in a combat in front of everybody on yeah. Facebook. Yeah, and, 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 and having a civil discourse is much more likely to <sighs> get people... Result in positive change. Yeah, and, and so if, if you are one of those people... And probably not because you wouldn't be listening to this. Although you, you might because like, you're totally like, what are they saying about me? Like, yeah. What? No, no, no. Seriously, there are people out there. I know. Okay. It, say, 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 don't worry about whose circle they're in. But I know there are people out there who are downloading these and they're like, what is he saying about us? Let's talk about that. Look at this asshole. Who does he think he is? Uh, I don't think I'm anybody. The problem is you think you're somebody. Get over that. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's nobody. Like, like, one of the Facebook not, groups were in. Not our jobs, but what we do. And, and it, it's a comedy Facebook group, and I'm not going to mm -hmm. name the Facebook group. And they they normally post funny stuff, but lately there's been trolls on there who've been posting It's a hilarious stuff. group, by the way. Yes. Normally. Yes. And, and... It'll, it'll die. The, troll, the trolls the are trolls. annoying, but then in response to the trolls... Everyone else gets political when it was an anti-political group. Yeah. There, there was one particular person... Who is like, well, I'm going to get on his Facebook page and I'm going to, you know, totally dox him. Yeah. Find out where he lives and get him fired and all this and shit. I'm like, and like, really? Really? Do you not get how completely... Psychotic? Yeah, evil that is? I mean, this guy's saying something. He doesn't understand himself. So he's saying something just to push buttons because he finds that funny. Yeah. And honestly, do you really want to get so hurt? You let him hurt you. 
And so you went and you try to hurt him because you want a war. You don't care which side you're on, really. When yeah. you do that, you just want to fight, and you like the team you like. Yeah, and and Clemson. And, and, that's why I say like, Clemson all the time. So that's local. I mean, yeah, yeah. Football, I mean, and that just shows area. to me you are not worth listening to either. Yeah, because I mean, you have no self awareness at all. If you're gonna choose a team, say Star Trek or Star Wars, or uh-huh. Clemson versus Alabama or whatever. Yeah. Choose it and know that it's half ironic. Mm-hmm. You know, you were born in the area. And they're your fit. They're your team, and so yeah, we have yeah. some local pride, and we're gonna have fun with that. We're gonna play that out, but we're not gonna kill people over that. Oh no! You know, it's like and God we're not gonna you. dox people over it or politics, anything like that. It's just insane. Politics is not our game yeah. in life, everyday life. We don't play as a, as a Democrat or a Republican when we go down to Walmart. Yeah. You know, we're, we're we're dealing with people who have been politicized. Yeah. But they're people, and so we can yeah. go past all that and find rational policies. And that's why when elected dog catcher, I will destroy the world. <laughs> but I, I was like, I found, I honestly found that particular person's post more offensive than the, the, the original post yes. that started it. It's always the guy who's like, it's like, okay, up, so, so, so. Oh, I'm so, and, and this person was, I'm so liberal and open-minded, I'm going to dox this person because yeah. they're being evil. These people don't love anyone enough, fuck? so let's destroy them. <laughs> oh. But if you met them, they'd probably help you fix your tire. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I found that in a weird way. It's like yeah. these people are the people who will actually do stuff. People who will online write some kind of bold stuff, mm-hmm. you know, based on politics that are based on emotion, based on yeah. uh, being pushed by other people in yeah. reality. Like, you know, people get pissed off about, say, Greta Thunberg. Right? Uh-huh. She's an autistic girl. And yeah. I realized that essentially her going everywhere, that everyone will send her. Political people send her places. Yeah. Yes. She's a political agent, but she's not doing it because she's a political agent. She's doing it because to an autistic person, they're connected to yeah. their environment more yeah. than people. Yeah. And so when they worry about the environment, they're kind of sending up a prayer by saying something about it. The same way someone else prays to say, can you please help someone who I love? Yeah. It's no different emotionally to them. Yeah. And so then people go say, this fucking Greta Thunberg, she's a, what, 14, 15 year old girl? Yeah. She's, she's autistic and she doesn't understand the politics of it. She knows that political speech works in this environment. At least people yeah. tell her it works. Yeah. And so she's praying loudly, and people are listening. That's all. So don't blame her. Blame the people behind her. Yeah. Who are using her. That's fucked and, up. And, and, I mean, it's and like honestly, people... I, it makes me sad because even though she's autistic, she's she's a child. She's a child. And 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 most most adults are children if you think about it yeah. the way they live and and I I hate to see children politicized in any way right. I really do that bothers me someone can stand as tall an adult who can stand fully erect yeah. and be an adult yeah sometimes they stand as low as a child and you have to treat them that way too and I don't mean patronize you don't patronize people but you're like listen your perspective right now is 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 knee high yeah on this so I'm gonna accept that I'm gonna say that you only see that right now so. Let me give you a functional thing to look at the world from a knee-high view that will help you. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, I think that goes for not just children. It goes for everybody who's living in a mentality that they've chosen as well. Uh, yeah. And, and they can't get out of it because they don't know how. They've yeah. bound themselves so tight. So it's not a judgment thing. It's literally just take people at the level they're at. Right. And you can you can find ways to help them. If yeah. you want to help and they want help. Yeah. Sometimes people don't want help and then it's better go outside the mode. Yeah. Go do that. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people out there who are like, are very comfortable in their entrenched ideologies, and because their world is telling them that's that's the best way to be, because everyone around them is like supporting them. Yeah. Like down here, we see a lot of political stuff, 
Yeah. It is unnecessary because the community is already uh, right-leaning. Yeah. You don't need to over-politicize that unless you're trying to build an army. And who's trying to? Not the guy who's selling the flags. Maybe the guy who told them, this is the way we're doing it. I don't know. It's like there's people behind them who have malicious intent with social engineering stuff. Mm-hmm. Facebook, uh, they're trying to push yeah. the agenda. Everyone's trying to push an agenda. Yeah. And we just have to get past that and realize that they don't have to affect us unless we let them. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Sorry. I get pissed about that one. That's the one that pissed me off the most. Cause no, it, and I understand It that. keys back into the, the reason I have problems with religion in general. Large groups. Any mm-hmm. group is being led. Yeah. Any group. No matter how much they say we're democratic. There's always someone who's secretly trying to pull the strings, like worm tongue style. Mm-hmm. And then they get social about it. And like, well, you don't agree with us enough. You're out. That's the, that's the left-leaning way to do it. Yeah. It's like they create a network, a web, a spider's web, and if you, you shake the spider's web too much, you're out. And if you're in the right, if you're not in the army, uh, you're the enemy. To a degree. The over-politicized yeah. versions of both of these. Yeah. I'm not talking about the generalized. Yeah. The average people that are in there. But the people who are pushing the agenda. And I don't like either of them. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. Libertarianism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can only get a candidate that was actually serious. But anyway. I don't think so. Yeah. I think it's literally anyone at that level is going to be bad. There's yeah. no good guys at that level, yeah. no matter what they say. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's because we built that. We could build something else, but it depends on how we go about it. And I don't mean mm-hmm. violence at all. I just mean like if you start electing a third party, and then there's a little bit more noise that would keep the thing level and. They don't get to combine their forces to push a true agenda yeah. that serves both of them, really. Yeah. There's a third party that's saying something else, and they're like, wait, what's that about? And yeah. then other people can vote. I don't know. Whatever. I don't have a solution. I'm just talking. This is bullshit talk, guys. We talk. And it's, <laughs> it's good, though. Level, A human level, yeah. Day to day, I think it's helpful, but any political rants I go on are nonsense. So I apologize. <laughs> It's porch talk, basically, is what we porch talk. In the summer, we all sit in the porch and bullshit. Yeah. And that's why we did a podcast. Mm-hmm. Are we, are we almost... Is that what you're doing now? We're going to end it? Um. Yeah, we have it's like three, three hours. hours. Oh, my God. Three hours. To okay. Order. Yeah, I think... Uh, good night. Okay, Marianne. You and I are going to... Yeah. I'm Gilligan. She's Marianne, and we're going to go off in the jungle. Okay. All right. Good night. Thank you all for listening. And that's it for this week of Love and Madness. Thank you all for listening. Find us on Facebook at Love and Madness Podcast. Um, or um, you can always send us a line for uh, Gmail, uh, Love and Madness Podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Follow us, share us, share this with your friends. If you have a topic you would like to us for us to break down in our weird way, try to discuss, please give us suggestions. We'd love that. I hope you all have a fantastic week. Thanks.